<laughs> now I was just actually watching some of your performances and shit on YouTube. Man. Oh, what? Y'all, y'all got some tight, okay. some tight shit. I, I was trying to find y'all music though, man. Like y'all got music posted like on iTunes or like any. Yeah, there's one album on iTunes that's like the the reunion show we just did. It's called the Getaway. The Getaway. Yeah, okay. not familiar. The Getaway. That shit. I produced that shit. That was like. After that, everything kind of like got put on hold musically. Uh huh. I had my son that same year. Okay. Um, we fell out. It was like a three-piece group, uh, like kind of like a Fuji's type shit. Got you. Uh, the trio, and it was in. It was like three. I call it the three-headed dragon. But basically, once uh, we fell out, personalities kind of fell out, and uh, for no reason really, miscommunications, just reconciled and got back together like a week ago. How'd that happen? How'd y'all get back together? Um, I found some old sessions. From uh, the singer that she's re- super dope, Kiss, um, with a Y K Y S S. But okay. I found some old songs some, and they were just talking to me, like literally, like it was almost like written in the future. Where yeah, where, like, like, like yeah, yeah, like, like when you hear it, you'll be like, "That's what I was talking about." Yeah, yeah. Like I was like, one of the songs was called "Let It Go," and she's just spitting this shit. She's like, but she, the the hook comes on and she's like. Everything you did to me, I just want you to know. I let it go. And then if you're listening, I, you know, it's like, you're like, what? It was kind of eerie because I made we I made an album. I never finished it. We fell out. And then I shelved it and didn't hear it for nine years. And then I used a lot of those songs. I put session players on and created whole new songs to them. Yeah. And then one day I just compiled, like, the original session with the new session. Mm-hmm. And then I, I started unmuting things. And I was like, holy shit, the vocals fit perfect from the original song. And I was like, so then I, that was when I was like, oh my God. It just worked out better that, that Yeah, way. so when I, I reached out to her and the timing just worked out. She lives in Vegas and she just happened to have the month off. She was going to Atlanta for the month. And just literally everything felt perfect. Her birthday was the week of, the day before. Mm-hmm. So it was just perfect, man. Absolutely perfect. So who's the third member? She was the second? Oh, uh, Forensics. Okay. Corey Harris. That's the is that the bigger guy? Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. He's in combo for years too. Combo Charlie's. Okay. He's a spitter spitter. How do y'all how y'all like get together and everything? Did y'all go to school together or anything? Um, me and Corey, uh, but yeah, Corey and I. No, actually, funny thing is that um, how I met Corey was way back when I was pushing my um. You smoking here? Or no? Yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. When I was pushing my first solo CD, two thousand, it was like Mike G. It was actually Gagliardo Productions presents Mike G. Okay. And uh, I was walking around the mall with that new, I call it the new mall still. It's River Town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Literally uh, 18 years ago type shit. (laughs) It was the new mall, and it was that FYI store. That CD store, yeah. 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 And I was like waiting in the hip hop section with headphones and a CD, and CDs in my pocket. So fucking funny. And then I was like, see somebody going to the hip hop section, I'd be like, you like hip hop? And I would solicit to them to mm-hmm. listen. And it worked for a few times. Sold, like, I say t- out of two out of four people bought them. And I, you know, then I got kicked out, of course. One of the dudes that bought them went to school with Corey at East Kentwood. Okay. And during the test, Corey listened to it, vibed out. And then, you know, AB? That, uh, yeah, DJ, DJ AB? Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. He did some stuff at Breakaway, I think. Okay, yeah. The festival. So he used yeah. to rap with me. And so me, him, Myron, Mike Hardy. I don't know if you know him. He's, mm-hmm. he's a dope poet, like rapper. I don't even know if he's been out here for years, but okay. Um, and Matt Leap, we was in the parking lot rapping at the, I'm gonna say, Comet Lanes. And Corey seen us. 
he didn't I didn't know him and he didn't know me and then they took it as like a battle opportunity. Yeah. And we were just kinda rap deciphering. So that's how I met Corey in the parking lot about about and then he was like, Mike G, oh, I've been meaning to get with you and that's kinda how we we connected. Yeah. From a battle turned into a a friendship and shit. That's what's up. That was like fifteen years ago you said? That was probably two thousand two or three. Yeah, two thousand three. Oh, okay. That was, so, yeah, yeah 15 yeah, 15, years, 15, exactly. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So, were you in any, any bands before that? Because that's like, you guys had like a live band when you yeah. guys were performing everything, too. Was I actually been always in band, been in bands. Always played guitar, jazz bands, stuff like that. But I um, had a band called Nefertiti. We played the intersection in 97. Okay. I was in high school and shit. Where? And they let me, it was an instrumental band, but I got, let me get one, one song off where I rapped. That was uh, the old intersection before it moved to downtown. Oh, where was it at before downtown? You know the Mulligan stage? Have you ever been to Mulligan's where they got the stage and shit? I've never even been to Mulligan's before. Oh, no. well, they got a stage in the back. That fucking tastes great. Especially at that coffee, man. <laughs> Telling you that cushion's there. Good cushion. It's just a taste so good. But anyway, uh, yeah, that, so you know the sports bar? Uh, next to Mulligan. Oh, you know, in East Town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mulligan is a sports bar. That sports yeah. bar used to be intersection. Oh, really? Yeah, but it didn't look anything like that. And then in the back where Mulligan's has a stage, that connected. Okay. So okay. It, was, it, it was like, it was dope, man. It was a like two, 300 capacity, maybe 300 capacity, but rocked that shit 97 twice. Okay. So, yeah, so I rocked with intersection for like 21 years. It's a long ass time, man. Yup. Long time. When did you pick up the guitar? Was um, it, I played that? guitar my pretty much my whole life. I mean, not from elementary school on. Between skateboarding, guitar, and then you know the fear of getting hurt and fucking up my guitar yeah. came about. And then I was like, all right, I'm picking my guitar. That's where my talent was, anyways, <laughs> guitar. And it was really a backup. I was supposed to be a singer, dude, but I just didn't know how that would work out. You got the vocals back there? No, definitely not. <laughs> But I had imagination, and, and <laughs> you know, like I got looked up to all the motherfucking singer. Like Gun, I'm talking about Guns N' Roses singer dudes. Oh, word! I feel you. We didn't have respectable rappers back then. Yeah, White yeah. Rappers to look up to. <laughs> <laughs> was uh, where's like, was there any musical influence influence in your family? Like, how did you get so involved oh, with like, guitar and everything? That just I think a personal just passion. Because there was no musical influence in my family. There's no instruments at all access to me I think I was just a rebel natural rebel found something that stuck out between you know being my brother that he wasn't interested in okay but yeah I was a guitar fanatic for years yeah you know die hard 12 hour day type shit you just taught yourself or did you take like teaching classes and stuff I took lessons but I definitely developed my own way I, de- I don't read music I, I, I can read the music but I can't sight read music and then, uh, yeah, definitely play by ear. Never play the same thing twice. Word, word. What other sh- instruments you play besides the guitar? Oh, uh, well, shoot, you ain't you been in the lab, the studio? Yeah, I've, I've, I've been in there like a handful of times. We, okay. I haven't chilled there too Basically, long. Basically, any instrument you see, I can dabble with. Okay. But nothing that I would actually claim except for guitar. Okay, yeah. Cause I've seen and then you even then, it. I might not even claim it. Depends who's in the room. Nah, I've just seen you rip really up the dope. guitar, man. You definitely fuck up, fuck up on some guitar that. shit. But like a lot of my friends, musicians, like if they, if it depends on lineup, I have like last Saturday I didn't even bring the guitar to the gig because I just knew it wouldn't fit. It was gonna be pointless. But then there's some where I just shine like on some like bluesy like freestyle 
Jimmy Hendrix sloppy like band of gypsy stuff shit. If yeah. that's the kind of band I can vibe on, then we'll jam band it. You know what I mean? That's really where I shine is like improvisation and stuff. But when I got certain bands where they're, I'm not used to where they're gonna go, what changes they're gonna have, I just be like, eh, I'll rap tonight, you know. Gotcha. <laughs> Focus on that shit. Got you, got you. Well, real quick, I wanna let the listeners know who you guys listen to. Just thank you first and foremost for tuning in. This is a Flyer Population Podcast. We on episode eighteen and I got the one of the biggest names in the city of Grand Rapids, <laughs> the homie Mike G in the building, if you don't know. Appreciate that. Um, man of many titles, man. You're a promoter, songwriter, musician. Clearly, you play many, many, mus- um, many instruments, like you just just talked about. How did the promoting thing get started? Ah, oh, that's a good question. Well, the, the concert thing, I, I started managing, performing with La Familia, but I was like a control freak, so I had to hold, you know, every aspect from making the flyers to promoting it. So yeah. I basically got to know all the owners at all the venues, and I was doing good numbers through that locally. Yeah, we sold out the intersection on some walk-ups a couple times, but like that was really where they they started respecting. But years of like doing local stuff, did a lot of showcases, and then it came to about 2010 where there was a big void in like credible hip hop concerts out here. The city was like didn't trust you if you said an artist was coming, no one trusted if you was coming, yada yada. Really? But as I'm a musician. I saw the aspects that I wanted to be covered, and I wanted to put myself on in front of these artists. So I put the money up and started doing the bigger shows gotcha. with the higher-risk shows. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, they just kept on winning, and then the city started growing. Mm-hmm. But I took a lot of L's as a promoter. But I got bad respect for the, the intersection, especially Scott there and stuff, for letting me gamble a lot and backing me up and... We did so many shows that just couldn't have been done. Like at that time, Red and Meth, shoot, Meth and Meth hadn't been here in ten years. Yeah. Uh, Snoop Dogg in that a club venue like that, and J Cole. Was you at the J Cole? No, nah, I missed that one. J Cole that one. before we only sold two hundred tickets. Really? Eighteen dollars. Wow. You know, K Michelle and C J Hillen was on the tour. It was a it was a dope ass show, but That's all crazy. those shows were like <clears throat> timing. It was like Monday night, you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, it would took a lot of risk, but I just was doing it really just to put my put myself on a platform that was credible. Gotcha. Because any other hip hop shows, there was like oh, twenty thousand openers and bad audio, and yeah, yeah. you know if the artist gonna show up or whatever. So I was like, we gonna kill all that. We gonna have one or two openers. It's gonna be us. So we target like Snoop Dogg, Red MF, Currency, That's all the weed heads, you know? Yeah, yeah, Scissor. Yeah, well, that yeah, scissors later, but I, you know, uh, but definitely the beginning was just all targeted type weed type demographics. Okay, okay, it was specifically for the weed because that's what I like thought my audience would be. Gotcha, weed heads. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> for my music, and then it just kind of changed into started doing shows. I didn't even necessarily care about the artists anymore. Yeah, I just wanted to make some money doing it because I took Word. so many L's. Whenever I cared about somebody, I usually probably take an L. Yeah. So I was like, damn, the city ain't big enough. Now the city's ready for all that stuff, but it's too big. You know, now you're competing with big money. Definitely, definitely. No, nah, man, that's, I want to say, like, that's probably one of my biggest reasons for wanting to get you on here, because I think there's such a big lack of our culture in this, in the city specifically. And you've been one of the guys that's been, like, keeping our culture alive, so to say, by bringing those big artists and, and keeping just, like, what we into around you know what i'm saying because grand rapids can be like real conservative if you if you, oh, if you look at like the venues and what we what and that's we what i was nightlife you know train i was like a middleman between like 
t- always telling on it, but they trusted me. They knew me mm-hmm. from the, like, you know, from shit, 2002, 2001, I started throwing, but 2003 is when I started doing my own productions, and they knew me for putting it all up, for coming through, so they trusted me when I tell them. That's how we got Yo Gotti and YG and Jeezy downtown. Yeah. That's, that was unheard of. For sure. I mean, it was without sure. the intersection being down to, 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 you know, do it. Like, shoot. That type of stuff downtown Grand Rapids was like impossible at that time. All that stuff. So yeah, it was definitely uh, just earning your. I guess just getting a good word. word. Like, like them knowing, oh Mike, Mike ain't gonna bullshit us. Mike gonna he say it's gonna be like this. It's gonna be like this. Your reputation. That's what yeah. your reputation preceded you. They could that that makes a difference for sure. If you got a good rep, you got a good history. Exactly. They they just know. I'm not gonna bullshit nobody. I took a lot of L's. I don't cut corners. And I think anyone feel comfortable, they know me for years, that if it is an opportunity to invest, then it's a trustworthy thing. Yeah. And uh, that's that's definitely where I was going. I was trying to fill the void. I was like, well, there's no one doing this the proper way. Right. Let's do it as an artist way. Yeah. You're definitely doing it right, man. I, f- I fuck with it. Like, Currency, I was there. That was probably, like, <gasps> one of my favorite shows I've ever been to, period. Oh, yeah. VIP. That was so tight to go oh, there. Oh, that's right. I seen Scissor last year. I know you brought... Two Currency. We did both Currencies. Did you go to yeah, both? Yeah, yeah. Both of them jumps. I seen them in, in Maryland one time, too. I'm a big, big-ass Currency fan, for that's sure, right. too, especially on that weed shit. Scissor was dope. Scissor was There's fire. so many dope shows. Now I look back. Flatbush Zombies was crazy. Flatbush Zombies. I can't take credit for that one, but I was definitely there enjoying it. Yeah, I think I saw you there. I thought yeah. that was your production. Wasn't my nope. name? No? Mm, it would have been. Years ago, but you know, word, word, okay, probably, yeah, how it goes nowadays, yeah, yeah. I'm just appreciative now of even, I guess that's a testament to me to me not burning bridges because I'm still around and there's really the city's grown, you know, big live nation and getting more than vibe and 20 world. That's huge, it's big, yeah, it, it's beautiful, it's just big money and big. I'm still glad that uh, everyone fucks with me still, <laughs> right? What's like some of your, like, I guess on both on both ends of the spectrum performing and throwing throwing a show like what's been some of your best venues or best shows that you've done uh, I say my favorite personal favorites or just overall business wise best or both I both. say I say uh, personal Red and Meth was like just at the time it was just unbelievable yeah what year was that? Uh, 2010 okay J. Cole was probably my one of my personal favorites that was, that was 2010 that? You know that the first few shows, the first Wu Tang was dope, and all those shows back then, it was just like a, a surreal. You know, all my crew was with me. We had all my boys was doing all the, you know, the assignments that we was doing backstage or VIP, and everyone had a little position. It was the business. Was I, yeah, it was cool. I, I mean, the first Redman show I had made, I had twelve extra security dudes, had them in Polo, Mike G, or MGP securities, and then yeah. I bought the whole intersection staff security, different uh, different logo shirts for security. You know, I went way overboard. Yeah, yeah. Bought Sandman's <laughs> in the catering and bar bottles. It was crazy. It was a real event, though. Yeah, and those was like it was just those were the favorites. Those was when it was pure. It wasn't about money. It wasn't about business. It was about really like making a, a, good a time. name. Yeah. yeah. And branding it, going okay. This is a long, a long-term investment. We're gonna take some L's. We're gonna break, make break even, but down the road, it's gonna solidify all people for MGP. That was the goal, at least. It, it seemed like it worked to me, man. It worked. It's just not as, not as frequent as I would like it to be nowadays. It's such, everybody's so busy. All the, you know. Yeah. What do you think could help things be better? What What do you think could uh, 
like take, I, I take guess, things to the next level or something. I don't think there is. A, I guess you know it's just certain fields kind of outgrow certain things. Okay. And local street promoters <laughs> might be Grand Rapids might still need them for some events, but you know I don't think it's not. It's not as much demand as in the past. It was like dependent on somebody. Yo, it's not gonna happen if somebody don't go out there, put the money down, sell the tickets, street, push the flyers. Not now they're gonna. Some of these shows don't even need a fucking yeah, flyer right, in the street. Right. Sold out online, you know? Yeah, yeah. That First wasn't, day shit. <clears throat> back in the day, you had to make sure every ticket was sold. Mm-hmm. You spend, I used to spend hours and hours and hours putting flyers up by myself for a lot of familiar shit. And just that stuff's not even relevant. I don't even need to put the flyers out mostly. Yeah, anymore. Yeah, I mean, I the, with the internet and social media, it's like you wasting print at that, at that yeah, point. You know? I don't even print anymore. <laughs> I can't remember the last time I printed. Yeah. It's I mean, just, that's, that's more like memorabilia at this point now. Like a. Yeah, so like seeing those changes has definitely changed the game where you're not as necessary. Now it's just a matter of you picking the right choices and having the right availabilities because certain artists is just... Grand Rapids is slow. When, by the time the artists can sell out here, they're huge, you mm-hmm. know? And that's how uh, SZA and Kalani, they weren't big when we booked them. Yeah, yeah. And they within months, boom, we're lucky to even have them. They both sold out. Yeah, yeah, they rocketed but for sure. Now they be bigger than it yeah the ticket's know. crazy on that I'm sure <laughs> price all, went all the way up I know it says it for sure man she's been doing crazy numbers that album was phenomenal man and then even uh, what's the what's the girl I seem to forget her name her opener Ella May oh Ella May with, that, with the boot up yeah, song she yeah she came here twice with Kalani has she she was the opener for Kalani oh word I didn't even she know that it. that's oh, what's yeah. up that's crazy. I didn't know that. She killed it. And it was like, now look at her shit. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's Even in that time, it was like a four-month period between you seen a crowd loved her the first time. You could tell they loved her. But the second time, they knew every word. It was like, she was a headliner. Yeah. That's crazy. It was, definitely. Can you talk about, you, you kind of mentioned it earlier, just like some of the losses you took. Can you tell us about, like, what are some of the downs about being a promoter? Everybody thinks, like, it's kind of like a flashy, like, you just pop yeah. the bottles and you you, you lit. But I say out of every promoter I've ever met in my life, I think the, the title's terrible. I wouldn't even necessarily want it. Okay. But I do have, it kind of fits its, its description. Yeah. But I've only yeah. met, like, two or three legit, official promoters. Uh-huh. Oh, look at you! <laughs> Man's on fire. That's, that's gangster. Like that's normal. <laughs> it is ashtray uh, too. <laughs> but yeah, I've only met a few uh, promoters that are, that are actually like good, decent people. <laughs> so it goes with that territory. Promoters, oh, like janky promoters. Yeah, like the movie just and like shit. they cut yeah, yeah, corners yeah. all the time. They always selling somebody a dream. Gotcha. Especially with the openers. Yeah, but I'm an artist, so it came off it like I was looking at it in a different way. I was always looking at it as a, all right, you know, as long as I get on stage and get my name on the ticket, we might not make much money this time, but you know, it's, it's you know, I was always on that, and, and most promoters ain't thinking about that; they think about the buck, period. Yeah, yeah, but and and you definitely been like expressed that too, because you put a lot of people on, a lot of local artists on. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm, I've I've been to many shows where my homies was getting on stage just because of your, it was your production. Yeah, yeah. You know, Waldo, like Shabazz, Doski, yeah, we the whole city been is affiliated with Mike G at some point. Yeah, It'd I like be really that too. big, you know. And and, I, and most of them dudes don't even know me as an artist at all, you know. Or and I know Walter and them do, but uh, most of the guys like uh, the whole hip hop heavyweights I did, I did like fifty, sixty heads. Yeah, yeah. And like forty or five of them got on national slots from it. You know what I mean? Like Damn. literally just so That's many. Crazy. Of them. Yeah, That's always crazy. would find something that would come up, and but like most of the guys don't know I'm an artist, so they just see me as a businessman. Then it's like, well, 
There's a lot more to it. Yeah, it's a whole other side, another hat I wear. That's what's up, man. That makes your business. I think that would make your business so much, you know, more profitable because you know both sides of the coin. You know, you know how to be the oh, consumer. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh my god, Constance has changed how I look at hip hop completely. Mm-hmm. The whole just got me an inside way. Oh, I see how the dem- sort of judging demographics differently. Uh, looking at marketing, seeing how you just a whole different way to look at that game. I never like thought about loyalty and fan base, and a fan base that buys merch and a, a fan base that's what you. A lot of artists I've seen in pop. In, in the hood, like artists that are popular in, in pop culture for, for a second with the one hit wonders, yeah. or got a, a banger in the hood for a minute. I see how unloyal the fan base will be with them. Right. They're like worth the world in one minute, then and then the next minute you can, you know, give them nothing. And yeah. I've seen a lot of artists come and go that way. Mm-hmm. And then I've seen artists that, like, there's such a loyal fan base that, you know, half the room's tatted with them. And then they're, they're doing more numbers at merchandise sales than they're doing. At the actual, actual door, yeah, you know, yeah. so you're like, well, shit, there's a whole other way to market yourself. But I definitely started reading artists. Are they coming and going? Like, even, uh, I want to say a certain artist's name, but didn't want it a year and a half ago. Sold out easy. Had a third of the tickets were in the street. Mm-hmm. Then uh, I just did them again and did half the numbers. Wow, really? And to me, he's got more relevant. He's more, but it's just funny how how the city rides waves. And as yeah. a promoter in this city, think people promoters were out of time will hit me up and try to <clears throat> shop an idea to me. I'm like, ooh, I know what you're saying. It sounds good, but let me tell you about this city. This city's not the the format doesn't work. The recipe don't work in this city for everything. It's such a delicate balance, and it really fluctuates here. Yeah, it really does. Who's doing the event matters completely. At this point, mm. the venue, the you know, uh, the party, whatever. But mm-hmm. there's so much politics shutting these things down. Mm. It's just, it's like <laughs> going to uphill battle constantly trying to. I forget. I get, do give a lot of uh, credit to any promoter that's lasted for years out here, like especially guys on shit, like oh. consistently for years. He's seen all the changes and, and adapt, and you still hold on. And there's a lot of guys that do that, but. Yeah, mostly the city try to make it as hard as you can to, for you to succeed as a promoter in the nightlife here. Just real competitive or too competitive mm-hmm. about it. And, and not even on purpose, just natural. Just like, hey, you're, this event's going to cause us this stress or this overhead or this communication with the police or this communication with these clientele or possible, you know, fear, fear the unknown. Yeah, yeah. What uh, what, like I guess on some nerdy shit, what would you? What's the type of things you look for in a show when you go when you attend shows? Because like I, like we just said earlier, you 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 be attending shows too that you don't pr- actually produce. So yeah, what do you, besides audio, because I noticed some bad audio in a few shows myself. Yeah, and even get good you know? venues recently. I've right. seen. I'm like, I don't know if it's a thing they do to open it sometimes or what it is, but I I, I definitely look at audio quality, and, and uh, but I. I'm personally not even a fan of concerts anymore unless I'm personally invested in it yeah. or it's a friend of performing. Gotcha. Other than that, you know, I pretty much find somebody and talk through the whole yeah, performance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't be honest. I know I can't short do that. Span, yeah. Right, right. It's hard for me to stand there the whole time, too, honestly. It got to be like some sort of VIP situation. Yeah, I got ruined. I like walking around and being able to do whatever I want. And then all of a sudden you go as a guest to a venue and you're... You know, everything's different. Yeah, definitely. You gotta worry about security. Yeah. <laughs> definitely, man. 
Um, what's how'd you get so like? It seems like you and the like Billy's venue are like really tight. Yeah, that's I, like my Cheers. It's like the uh, <laughs> like where you, know you go I mean? after work yeah, every day. I was twenty one. Have a go cold <laughs> I could definitely tell some stories, but I don't know about on the mic. But I, like there's more to it for yeah. sure, but not now. It's just Cheers. Got you, got you. But it was definitely like it was. It used to be five or six days a week live music. The only place in the city you would guarantee five six days a week live music, and that was like as it got less and less likely to see live music somewhere DJs was everywhere iPods and, and mm-hmm. iTunes so I, it was like man that was the go to now it's probably once or twice a week live yeah. music but it's still something with live music and really you think about it what live music things you have you know I was just talking about that in the car the other day with somebody man I, I, I wish there were more live music uh, venues around especially for like jazz or just different oh, yeah. type of genres I just think shit, this city man. just don't it's there's so many little places that have come and gone. People tried it, How even many? nights, even jazz nights or something like that. One nights at like nice little bars. Bar Devani had a little something for a while. And even that type of shit, it just don't last. There's not enough demographic here that supports mm. it. I guess so it goes back to the if it made music. money, there'd be more. Yeah, and I think that's what happened with me when I started messing with the um, local hip hop. And, and first, everyone was closing doors because East Town wouldn't do hip hop. I brought when the order room got shot up that one time. They didn't do hip hop. I brought it back. Mm-hmm. Um, brought it downtown. We had brought hip hop to the Montes. To uh, I don't know if you know Montes, but I heard of the. Spot. I think it's closed. Is but, it? Yeah, I mean all these places, man. That the tavern used to be a place called Black Rose. I mean, we had it everywhere. And once people saw, oh, they break, you're breaking the stereotype, and then you're making the money. Yeah, they love you. But give them an excuse. They'll, they'll cancel. One fight. <laughs> Have you ever thought about owning your own venue or opening a venue yourself? Definitely, I, I you know I would love to. I love Is to get probably, a liquor still, license. Still in the plan, maybe. Definitely down down the road, I it would be ideal. But Word. the money would have to be real long for that. <laughs> I got you. So yeah, I know that liquor license and the lawyers and all that that come with that is really expensive Yo. and shit too, but. I can see I can see you being somebody that would succeed with it just because oh, of your I, reputation already here. You know, I feel like that a, you. If anyone wants to do it, it should probably be you. I you would know? love to, and I, and I got experience in every aspect of it. Exactly, so I would love to be part of that. And it, it, it's the talk between me and a couple of my people for years. Word for years, but we'll see how that work out. Word. So do you? You got the studio and everything. Do you do mm-hmm. engineering and stuff too? Yep, recording. Uh, Hard to book me in there, but I definitely got the nice <laughs> mic, the nice, I got Neumann's and, and Avalon and, and everything, so it's kind of industry standard feel. Okay. But, I mean, to get me in there is You, like, running out to other people and stuff, or? Uh, in, in theory, I do, but, yeah, you, you know, I do a little studio time, and I've been working with a few people, but I work consistently with this singer for the last, like, every Thursday for, almost every Thursday for the last six months, and that's probably the most regular thing, and Cheese Weeds, I always am recording. Okay. Um, a couple cats go, go to me, uh, and then once I see that they're good work ethic, they're not a pain in the ass. Then I I still record them. Otherwise, it's like impossible to get me in there. Yeah, I feel you. Cause I, if I'm in there, I want to do something on my own, and I got about ten years of unfinished music, so I don't got no excuse not to work on it. <laughs> so you said you guys had that um, the La Familia project on is on iTunes. Yep. And uh, it's old, but it's dope. That was called the Getaway, right? Yep, Getaway. Lafamay with the G, though. Do you have any? Do you have any solo projects out online anywhere? Not online. 
Um, I definitely put out like five. I put out a project every year from 2001 to 2007. And then science for the last 10 years. But I have a bunch of projects. I actually got songs with features with, uh, I got Legendary Scarface on a song. That's crazy. I got uh, the whole Slaughterhouse Word. on a song. Um, that should be probably interesting. Why you never put any of that out? <laughs> I, good question, right? And I got Killer Priest on a song. That's crazy. Got Pac Div on a song. Wow, you know, yeah, wow. And then I got Derek Cobbs, who's a, a dope-ass musician. I never uh, heard of him. He plays every, with everyone not right now, West, but uh, I got him on all the keys and drums. I mean, it's just Mike Phillips on bass, dope-ass bass player. He's out West now, too, but a lot of familiar members. Mm-hmm. Just insane instrumentation. Production's great. I got seven doing that did a lot of production. And yeah, that's fire. Like the lineup's dope, but it's just any minute now I'm gonna start putting out all that stuff. Oh yeah, so you are planning to? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yep. It's just been one of them things. It's been too long. I want to get it out there before everyone dies. <laughs> yeah, man, that's crazy. I, I definitely would love to hear that. I'm sure the world would, man. That sounds like you got you're sitting on some gold. I know that's like a, a real thing with artists, though. Too a lot of artists feel like they it's not the time, the right time. They have a hard time picking the right time to release music and stuff. And that's why I have an audience up, that, that to me it's like valued. It's like I'd rather um, it's all or nothing with everything I do. Mm. So I'm even gonna drive a beater or my dream car. No in between, you know. That's just how I, I usually run. And when it comes to me, I just feel like if the audience ain't there yet, I ain't gonna put it. It's too valuable to me. Okay. I'd rather keep it word I got to you. myself, which just makes no sense. No, yeah, that's for selfish. But I've been eating off other things. If it was what I was depending on to eat, it'd be different. But I was eating off everything else. So now I like to try to reverse that. Okay. If you uh. I- if you couldn't do anything music related, like as a kid, what would you imagine yourself doing outside of music? Like a regular nine to five type of thing. What, what, what as a kid, I was only wanting to be an astronaut. For real? Yeah. <laughs> yeah crazy. Man. <laughs> you, you uh, it seems like we still we still making those mm-hmm. goals with how much we uh smoking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's you. That's you. Tastes good as fuck, don't it? That's fire. That sounds like a sales. The H Kush. Yeah. I still gotta Google that See if it's a real thing <laughs> Probably is But uh, music was definitely Like other than like Being an astronaut music Oh like, yeah that's, Skateboarding that's gonna be life for me. First it's gonna be astronaut Then it was a skateboarder Okay And then it was uh, Pretty much guitar Rock star then, then yeah The promoter definitely Went not in there That's not That that was a, That was just a, a Means to get to the end And then using all the resources And filling the void where I saw fit, it was like, well, that makes sense for me to do this. People trusted me, had the bread, took the gambles, but definitely back to the music. Within the next year or so, I think I have tons of projects to drop. I'm going to have to just give up. If the audience ain't there, I'm just going to have to get put them out. <laughs> just say, fuck it. Yeah, yeah, it's like a portfolio. But it's, it's timeless music, you know. Nah, I'm sure it's going to be well-receptive, bro. I think you should definitely put that out for sure. Definitely going to put out the La Familia EP within the next four weeks, probably. Okay. Yeah, it's, that's all re- All the parts are recorded except for mine. and It's it's sitting there, and it's like, when I played it for the they, it's, they were she was shocked. She was like, yo, put that out. Everyone that's heard it that was involved on it, it's like, I can't believe that shit's that old. Put it out. So. How many tracks on this EP? Uh, we got like 16, but I'm only going to probably put like four four or five for sure okay bangers only yeah because that's what's changed nowadays yeah definitely 
but we had you know we got a catalog of music and, and kiss is a beast in the booth uh Corey's a just ridiculous rapper so it was perfect for me kiss is the singer yeah kiss singing and okay. Uh, mc okay yeah, she, she's all over the getaway the hooks and uh, uh she got verses on every song yeah, I'm gonna have to check that out, man. Yeah, if you ain't ever heard that, uh, listen to the song "Ballin." That's off the getaway. Okay. Word, I'm gonna check that joint out, "Ballin." Ballin, it's dope. What's like? Uh, what were some of your musical like inspirations as a kid? Who was you really fucking with or obsessed with as a kid or idolizing? I would say. Uh, you said like r- r- guitar wise, yeah, I was always about Jimi Hendrix, huge. Uh, Slash, um, they were huge to me. Metallica, heavy. As far as rap and shit, I was like the the worst it could be, like NWA, Easy okay. E, yeah. Two Life Crew. Like, I just like swears and shit. Yeah, <laughs> when I was little, because I wasn't allowed to hear like so. Yeah, yeah. It's funny how I got into it. I wasn't allowed to listen to Guns N' Roses and none of that shit. Yeah. So I and we find that Two Life Crew. What that's like the upgrade. So it's funny. I was definitely into dark kind of. The more vulgar, the yeah, more vulgar I, the shit. First tape I bought with LL Cool J on Bad though. First rap tape, that shit was dope. Yeah, I just heard that he performed at Lollapalooza oh, this past this past Lollapalooza. I thought that was fucking wild. I can't believe yeah. he's out here performing festivals still. LL Cool J out here. Yep. Shout out to him. <laughs> really killed these people. King of that shit. King of that. Word. So LL Cool J, NWA. Have you met any of your, like... Fat boys. Idols yet? I was loving fat boys. Like anybody that Not, you really, like, fucked with? Besides, I'm sure Snoop was probably a big big one for I you. I think my that top three that I would... Or top five, where Scarface was in my top five at that time. Uh, Redman. Redman funny as hell. Okay. Uh, Did you bring Styles P and them out here, too? I nope. think they were out here once. It wasn't you? Mm-mm, I wasn't even there if, if they were. No. Where were they at? I want to say it was, they were in East Town somewhere or something. Huh. Maybe maybe not though. Like on some Rough Rider shit. Didn't you hear about like Styles P and them being out here before? No? Maybe I'm making this up. I could be making this up. <laughs> I could have been I was out of town that week. Because I'd be out of town, but it wasn't my shit. That's for sure. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe it was a different city. Yeah, that's fucked. I remember uh, a while ago though, it was like a minute ago, you were talking about um, rappers using MP3s, audios when they perform. Oh, talk about that. I'm thinking MP3 audios. Yeah. I hate the uh, was I complaining about uh, yeah, just the like back the track? younger, like the younger yeah, generation the rapping being over tracks, like yeah. rapping over their vocals. I hate that shit so much. But Why I, I really, I got in my rules in hip hop heavyweights was you couldn't do that because for multiple reasons. But one, we're doing post production where we record the audio, and you get these tracks where the guy would rap over it, and you you know we link it up with the video and sync it up, and you're like, man, I got the capabilities to mix you. To make you sound great, and I can't do it because you're out of you got that stage delivery, then you got the vocal boot delivery, so they don't sync up. So it sounds like you just mumbled, yeah. you know. And that was a that was a huge pet peeve. I think that's a big pet peeve for most people. Common sense. I mean, yeah. nobody. It's like going to see Eddie Van Halen play air guitar. You know, you don't want to see him, like <laughs> play with his tracks. You want <laughs> right. to see him deliver a live delivery, a personal. One of a kind performance. Even if you're saying the same words, it's still you know these dudes go up there and speak over, ad lib their own stuff. Yeah, <laughs> that's fine if you're famous, you're rich, people are doing it. You're filling up stadiums, your fans don't care. That's fine. But if you're local and you want my show and you're representing what I'm trying to say, you MGP certified, so you get up there in front of 
I'm trying to say you represent the Grand Rapids in front of a national show, a natural artist. I don't let artists do that. Well, now, as much as I can, I try to prevent them to do that. I say, because I think it's, it's corny. Yeah. But a lot of people do that now. Huge. It's a big thing now. It's like every, everybody does it now. Like, I didn't really notice it. Like, right when you like talked about it, that's when I really started noticing it. It's generational, it, I think, for sure. Yeah, and, and it just got worse because a lot of them don't even perform. Like, a lot of them just kind of walk back and forth on stage oh and God. just, like, dance to their shit. And, it's hilarious. But then, like, when other people do it and just kind of use it as backup, I guess I kind of understood that. But as an actual performer, I would understand why you would look down upon it because then you're not really taking the crap seriously and you're not... Yeah, I think it's just discrediting it more. Yeah. For, like... Just can imagine going to see people pretend they're playing their instruments. Like I see rapping is equivalent to an instrument or type thing. Singing, I just can imagine going to see the somebody just stand. You know, it's just it's backwards to me. But now, like it's more of like a persona entertainment. You're just a persona. You know, you just gotta go in there. People like appearances and walkthroughs and shit. Yeah, I would yeah. never <laughs> want to do that. Who are um. Who are some of the like the newer artists that you fucking with now? Let's do I like, was just fucking with Russ Heavy today. Word, Russ. You been watching his interviews and shit? Nah, I ain't seen no interviews. I heard he's he's been out here doing some wild shit. Apparently, oh word. Yeah, he sent, he's been sending niggas to beat up people for him. Apparently, like a mob, Damn. like a mob boss and shit. <laughs> Damn. Hey, I, I don't. I, not go ahead. I don't know anything about that at all. <laughs> but I do know that the album I heard today was so fire. Is I, it actually I good? wanted to listen to it and be like, I was expecting the buzzes. I was like, man, three people brought him up yesterday. Yeah. Some, somebody was playing him on their phone in my studio. My dude was telling me how, and he's, uh, Joey Kaboom was talking about how dope he was. Uh, and I was like, Joey? You know, that's that's a pretty good gauge. If he's, if he's hype on somebody and then... Uh, I seen some shit on Instagram. I guess he did Prime Festival yesterday or some shit. A couple days. I didn't even see that. And I seen some stage production that looked dope. And then I was like, eh, put on my thing for my CD ride today. Bang it, bro. I was impressed. The first two songs, fire, fire, bro. It felt like it was. I was like the same shit. I'd be rapping and thinking. Yeah. I was like, okay, this dude, he just won me over. I was trying to be a skeptic. <laughs> I, I loved it. And then uh, Shmino. That was, Shmino's fire, man. Man, he was supposed to be on one of the shows, right? Didn't we talk about that? Yeah, he was supposed to be at the Scissors show. This is yeah. actually his merch. His, uh, oh, really? His yeah, Zero Fatigue. That motherfucker's dope. Yeah, man. That's that. I'm real fire, selective, man. though. We're not getting into somebody. I went to the Scissors show like expecting to be him. Like, I, w- I took my girl there and shit, too. But yeah, I, I remember talking to about him. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he's super fire. Yeah, I was like the day of type thing. <laughs> but shit happens though Yeah And he did Breakaway last year right This summer Or something I don't not know Not Breakaway Not Breakaway um, Another one in Lansing Forgot what it's called okay. Dumb two dudes right now but, but you haven't heard about Any of the drama Or nothing behind Russ Like a lot of people no. Hate that dude bro He has like a whole like Mob That's that funny people, like, That's about I, too, I didn't even know About this hurricane you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I'd be Just dis- very disconnected at all. <laughs> Completely. Mm-hmm. You have to put some on Instagram and be in my news feed. Yeah, I got you. If I don't see nothing, I'd be like, hmm. I do know, um, what was the, you know, the obvious shit pops up. It's funny. That's kind of messed up. My my news gets fed to me through my Instagram and social media friends. Just what I see when I'm taking a shit, really. Uh, like, like once you're in the bathroom, that's all, all the news t- that's you get. quality time they get. <laughs> I like, feel okay, that. Okay, everybody, to talk about this today. MGK, Eminem, of course. That was what a lot of my timeline was. <laughs> yeah. What you think about that? How you like, Did you listen to the song? Yeah. 
I mean, shit, I'll be honest with you, I think the song, the better song, I hate to say this, the better song was MGK's. Me too, bro. Ain't no way he killed, he, he's fucking certified because the beard's weird, man. Whatever that is, <laughs> I say that shit every now and then laugh to myself. Like, So he won because that shit's just funny. Beard's weird, man, or something like that. That's like, funny. had a real punchline to it. I, I like that it was like a real song, too. Like, it had like mm-hmm. a more, like, it just had like a musical and like killing aspect to it. Like, he really, he really fucked that shit up. I just think that there shouldn't be no debate. For M to win, it should yeah, just right, be like right. no debate. It, is, and it should be like if you, right now. you yeah, if you hating, if you don't say M one. But at the same time, and also that, let's talk about it, right? Let's talk about it. that shit. Kind of funny. Is that another song or is that just uh, MGK's? Which song? Let's talk about it, right? He say that's the whole MGK thing. He's like, I don't know if I can oh, caught that part. Unless I'm tripping. Yeah, I don't but know yeah, if I that, that right there is a winner because I said that shit the mad times already on text messages talk about it and they laugh oh that's funny <laughs> you can say that to anything <laughs> that's the whole hook to it yeah. and he came out of nowhere with it because that nigga was silent for a minute I haven't heard anything yeah. from him for a while uh, and, and obviously dope and he could do whatever he want but he should have just slaughtered him it should have been no question for, for him and yeah his caliber should have been like like you said it should shouldn't be debatable it should have been like Messy, like where you almost feel bad, like damn, and you know, the entertainment value that was probably the peak of MGK's career, though. So far, yeah, it's been buzzing, yeah, it's been the biggest thing for him. I say, like, he he makes good music, like, he's a a good artist, I say, but I I don't know, he hasn't, he hasn't really, like, as far as live, my, my experience with him was live shows. Every you know, and I've done three shows, two two at the section, and we did one up uh, north in Jersey. He kills it live, like he's a rock star live. Mm. That's pretty much my limited experience with that, with, with him. He definitely his fans are loyal as hell too, and he kills it live. But I definitely got stories, but I, you know, <laughs> off the record. Is there any stories you can tell? Some like so you don't got to say any names, but like any uh, what's the like the crazy? Because you've been doing this shit for a minute. You say you. St- through your first show in 2002, 2001, like, just not even, like, with celebrities or whatever. Uh-huh. Like, what's just been, like, the wildest shit you experienced just throwing a show, throwing a show? Uh-huh. Or just, like, the the biggest asshole celebrity or whatever, but you ain't got to put names out. Like, just, like, yeah. the craziest experience. I definitely had my head bit off by a couple. I definitely not liked artists after I've, I've like, dealt with them on that level. I'm, like, thinking, like, but uh, the one, one, one guy who's notorious for, like, having the best fan relations like he he bit my head off one time terribly and I literally was doing nothing you know walking out he had the door over the green room open he wasn't even in his green room just knocked on the side frame I think I was so polite my yeah. demeanor seemed like I was a bitch or something I yeah, guess yeah 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 and then he was looking for coke and he hurt his foot whatever uh-huh. and he just was like and I was just was like hey this is basically a tattoo artist that drew, drew a picture of the dude wanted to sign it I was like, let me see what I do. And this other dude had like a half ounce of fire as weed. He's like, just give it to him and see if you know it's a dispensary dude. Mm-hmm. So I just had two gifts to give him. <clears throat> he just was like, I said, hey, this girl, you know, yeah, yeah. I think I just came off too like too light polite, and yeah. weak, you know. I was just being polite and nice. And he was just like, I fucking already did it. And mean, 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 and just had all like a bitch. He sounded like a fucking bitch. Yeah, like a whiny ass bitch. Like woman, like bitch. Yeah. And then, uh, <laughs> and then uh, how do you hurt his toe? <laughs> then uh, uh, his, then the, the tour manager seen it happen, kind of felt bad. I could tell you, he's like, "Well, hey, man, come in. What happened?" I was like, "Man, don't worry about it." 
Mm. And then he was like, no, nah, come, let me reintroduce y'all. I'm like, fuck that. And nothing to say. Mm. And then uh, every time I see him, he always kind of got that, like, little spoiled kind of painting at, like, brat. Yeah. You're like, how are you a brat, bro? You living a dream. Yeah. You come in the city for the best bitch, you getting the best shit thrown at you, hitting that city. How are you going to be a whiny ass? But, no, I can't say his name. Complaining, spoiled. I'm not. I'm sure there's many of those though, especially like once they when they fall into those positions easily, or that shit gets handed to them, or however the case be. Like a lot of people get take advantage of those positions, but that shit always comes back to bite you to bite them back too. You know. I would like to think so, but so far I ain't seen anything <laughs> bite anyone back. <laughs> For real, yeah, I, I watched Karma, man. Days. Karma real as hell. I've, I've witnessed it. I've experienced that shit, so I know that shit for. for oh time. yeah, <laughs> I hope that shit how it works. I just don't see it. That's all. Now nah, I feel you. I, I definitely would like to see it on others more too, but I don't know. It'll happen. Well, uh, I saw some tweet that you posted too about J Cole, like people hating on J Cole, like rappers oh, specifically. You said rappers specifically. Oh, probably some logo one. Like I was like, yeah, I think when that is out, some people was hating on J Cole, and I was like, man, you can't even hate on him. I think that's probably what I was on. I, yeah, that's that kind like of thing. Not liking them, but look, the local rappers that was talking shit too. I was like, man, I think it was that it was it was a try more like a direct kind of response to somebody's tweet. So you've been to fuck with him for, since like day one. You, yeah, yeah, I, I fuck with him since day one. I'm not like a, I know all of his songs or any of his verses or nothing, but I know that from the get go, I heard him. I was like, man, if I get a chance. I gotta get him and, yeah. and uh, before he blows, and he rolled with me. He he probably the, at that time I don't know what he's like now. He wasn't he wasn't huge yet, but he was probably the realest artist I ever dealt with. Like an artist you deal with that you like more after you deal with him. Same yeah. like Post Malone was kind of like that. You you like him more after you deal with him. Word. And but J Cole was the realest man. at that time at least. I'm assuming he's the same, but that was years ago. He's seen a lot of success in it. But I remember telling him. Uh, the deal he's like that's the ticket count and I was embarrassed as the promoter said it was low but I was like well you know what I knew this is the opportunity to get you before you do stadiums and you know he was real about it all and I said I'm putting my band on in front and you know I'm gonna get the exposure and my name on the ticket you know it was a multi-investment yeah and then he um, unsolicited shouted me out on stage about that shit it was like putting on for your city type shit Word. and I was like that's the coolest shit I ever had someone at that stature do and on top of it, he was just like, I understand, I respect that. That's a smart business decision type shit. Yeah, definitely. So he was cool as hell. But <clears throat> I think like Scarface, him, Met, uh, Red and Method cool, but uh, especially Scarface, J. Cole, and uh, Redman were all my top ever MCs. Black Thought, is, you know, my favorite. But definitely. So like, I was like, any interaction with them that didn't, it, they was all good. So it didn't ruin anything. But some artists I've lost, like my favorite rapper. I did so many shows with him, but if I if I hear his voice, my old one of my old favorite rappers, I can't even hear his voice no more. Damn, for real. I don't put his like name that. out there, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, did like four shows with him, and it just like I'm just got too many personal memories now where he was a chump, and you're like, man, I can't even fuck with you now. Damn, yeah, I can imagine that though. Too. As a promoter, as a backfire, you're an artist, you taking shit too personal all the time. You got to be a fan, you a fan, but it's like I'm an artist, and you know, he was just as a, as a person, like. You, Fuck all the titles and stuff, you know. Yeah. Like we individuals, we humans, you know. You expect people to, to realize that. <laughs> Stamp out of it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Look at, I'm going to send a picture. That's a neighborhood kid. Yeah, Look, that's, that's, that's hard. <laughs> yeah. I ain't going to lie. All my shorts got holes on them and shit, but the shirt like that, that's pretty gangster. <laughs> 
Was there uh, like because you brought like Odd Future out and like a lot of like newer, newer, younger artists? Yeah, we, and we had Tyler. We had, oh yeah, and then uh, you mentioned Post Malone being cool too. Like you met him afterwards and, and yeah, realized that, he was cooler. Like what? What are some other artists? Because he had missed that one. He had missed the show, but on Star Show he did the re, the re, uh, redid it. Uh-huh. Came last minute, ended up winning us over after a lot of scary stress. <laughs> uh, you said what? Who's uh? Was there any other artist that you uh? Like didn't really fuck with before, but was impressed with once you seen him perform or like oh, got to see Pain. Yeah, he killed that when uh I was never a fan of him when everyone loved him. I was fucking with the first one. I can't even. Okay, yeah, I just wasn't a big fan of it. But then, um, yeah, <laughs> after doing the show, after like the industry, it seemed like he he would have done a stadium at one point, and then all of a sudden he was doing. We did a few hundred types thing. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But he came thirty two songs. Huge band, couch wow. dancers. Yeah. I mean, killed it singing. I was like, man, me and all my people that didn't weren't fans of him afterwards were like, yo, that dude killed it. He's a he's a real deal. The whole band was just just. I took pictures that night of the stage layup, like the boards and all the the, the just it was just massive. Everything. Yeah. That's what's up. Yeah, I didn't expect that. I didn't realize how you know how dope he was at performing as an entertainer. The whole shebang. Yeah, I, I fucked with his first project. I was young or whatever. It was just like a good like R and B like kind of party project. I don't know. Yeah. I, I got I, I fuck with a lot of different type of music though too. But I feel like a lot of people grew up to it, a lot of that shit. A lot of yeah. people got memories. Definitely. At a point in time, he had a uh, he was involved in every remix of every song right. that came out. He right. Was doing a remix. It's like Lil Wayne almost, but yep. he had a shorter period. But he was yep. it was that big. You know, it was on every fucking song. Yeah. Especially if he was in the clubs or even just in parties dancing and whatnot. Situation got me fed up, like going to let up. I keep my head up, I'm working hard trying to get that bread up. Stack some chips, it's obvious. The world revolves around that matter, and most in politics of a system. Peep how the politician living is eat the rich, robbing her theory. That type of getting the unforgiving, hard living after the fact. I push myself so far forward that I can't look back. And I'm out like that to another spot on the map. I leave my tracks, it's my tracks, it's my life soundtrack. My daily note on my thought, observation, city, state, the nation. Follow the path to final destination. Get off the dead and gritty chronicles, rid of you fickle and the pickle over zealous. Disagree with you, tell us. Keep rocking your melon, sucking chopped in the relish. Props and propellers, gives and circuitry works in me perfectly. Purposely fumble a sentence with intentions of murdering verbally. Slash to my own skin, turns burgundy. Throw out both shoulders, and my vision gets too blurred to see.
question Now I need an answer Does the soundtrack the best describe you? Destroy you like a cancer That's why I love music I would never abuse it Never rated by some of the greatest So through them you can't lose it You see, you can like forensics And I can like a read It's up to you who you can choose As your poor right to teach you Them days they ain't poor And it's what you adore Brain comprehends less But your pockets want more Some rides inspire me Just to count the ways As I write another story To account for my day Said you, you got the EP coming out. You, are you and the band gonna be performing some more? Did you guys perform last weekend? You guys threw a show. Yeah, I wish you was there for that. No, nah, I missed it, man. I didn't even see like any of the. I didn't catch any of the promo for it. Uh, it, was, it was all over mine, but yeah. I just mine. <laughs> yeah, I follow you on everything on, on on Instagram and on Facebook and shit too. I don't know why I didn't catch it. Yeah, the the numbers were good. It ended up being it was dope. It was magic actually. Yeah, it was a surreal thing because I hadn't stood on stage with them too in ten years, man. Y'all had the whole band out too. We had a whole we had a horn section. Yeah, Benjamin James and, and a couple a couple horn players. Yeah, man, I should have been there. We had uh, Kenny and Shaq and Sean. Uh, Mike Phillips in town. Mike, oh. I haven't played with Mike in years. He used to play. With, I played with him for probably five or six years, and he was out in L.A. Or, uh, I mean, the band was dope. The horn section was dope, and then the chemistry between me, Kiss, and Corey ten years, like it was just surreal. I kept on like looking at him, like, damn, I can't believe this is. <laughs> and then it was so natural. Yeah. And then there was so many friends in there, so the love and the energy contagious, you know. So. It was one of them once in a <clears throat> once in a lifetime shit. So I was telling my people like, yeah, a lot of my people couldn't come, but it was literally a once in a lifetime show. You can't have a ten year build up for a show, but once. Right. I hope that be. I'm ten years. I hope I'm doing some other shit where I don't even want to do it. <laughs> but like, yeah, so a lot you, of emotions that we was riding the buzz. Even uh, Kiss stayed with me and shit, and then. I took it to the airport Monday. It was like we were riding the bus all all weekend. It was a, it was a high that we had to ride with. So it's a good sign. That's what's up. Yeah, if you ain't heard that shit, I'm, I'm thinking you're gonna like it. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely gonna check it out for sure. Especially knowing your music taste. Yeah, yeah. And I I definitely like gained a, a big appreciation for the for the band aspect, of everything too, and just I'm trying to think what was online. What, uh, was it like? Did you see a big band, the old old stuff? Oh, it was at um, it was 2015 at Billy's. Um, it was. Oh, that wasn't even me loaded that. That was some other month. Yes, other people. It was That's all other fun. people that uploaded it. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I was trying oh, to find a, 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 yeah, a YouTube okay. page for you, but I couldn't find one. Did you got MGP one? MGP La Fam. Yep, that's okay. like a historical archive. MGP La Fam. MGP La Fam. Yeah, I was I was trying to find that gentleman. So you got a bunch of footage from shows and stuff. Yeah, on there? on there I got like um, it's all old, but you know I probably pull everything eventually. But yeah, I have a I did the video production most of it too. But I have a, a show with a sixteen piece band. We had a three piece string section, five piece brass section. That's crazy. From the, uh, Grand Rapids Symphony. That's tight. Had it all written out. Nice big band. It was pretty dope. And there's a little montage of that on there. And then there's a. Um, 
my ties of like a few bands throughout the years. You can see my hairstyles change <laughs> and my body changes. And shit. I became a man. Yeah, that's tight though. It's like a, a, a historical reference, but it's definitely not the end. It's just the that shit will all get pulled once we drop new shit. But I, I've seen some of the stuff that is online. I'm like, what? There's a uh, News Eight. Did you see that shit? I've like seen that. one article. Art I don't know if it was News, News 8, 8, but it, it was something where you guys performed with like Lady Ace and there was a couple artists uh, like downtown. And I think Anthony. Oh, North that was somebody else. Shows. Okay. Yep. I performed with uh, Jay Robin, right? Their band. Yeah, I just, I don't, I'm not that familiar with everybody. I just recognized Lady Ace and you on there. And you guys were like, I think it was Rosa Park Circle or Blue something. Band. Oh, okay. Downtown or some shit. Yeah, there's was, something on Wood TV if you ever get bored. Art Van, La Familia, and with its spell time. Yeah. Art Van. Art Van Rosa Parks or some shit like that. Yeah, yeah, I think that might and have been that. Maybe that was it. It's pretty dope. It's me and friends down there with a band, one of our bands, and then uh, the little only people in the crowd are kids. It's like three o'clock on a two o'clock on a uh, Wednesday afternoon type shit. Yeah, but it, it was really dope. It was, it, the sound sounds good. It was just a moment in time. Word. Yeah, man. It's definitely like seems like you you like a, a real staple in the city, man. A grind rap is like what is like. Does Grand Rapids have a meaning to you? Are you are you do you feel attached here? Do you do you ever think about moving anywhere else? Uh, I'm never going to leave because I'm a family dude. But uh, definitely think about having some multiple vacation homes or something permanent <laughs> permanent residence outside of here in winter. But yeah, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm protective of Grand Rapids, and I got a lot of shit for that throughout the years. I think too, people don't understand why you don't want out of town promoters coming. They don't have no. Some shit go down at something, something falls apart. They, they have no personal investment here. They, they don't even need to think about you. Right. Here, right. I live here, eat here, sleep here. Everything's here. My son here. Uh, so I don't want anything to fucking suck. I don't, and I, and every so, if, you know, very protective of my investment that way. Anything I do. It's like, well, shit, I ain't got no other city. I can't just pack them and go. This is some permanent long-term thinking when it comes to MGP. So I don't want to. Tying the shit, cutting no corners. Yeah, it's the it's the long term game plan. That's what's up, man. That's what's very respectable. You think your son's gonna get involved in music? Has he already picked it up? Nah, man, he has no interest in it. It's hilarious. <laughs> I bought him drum sets. I bought him uh, guitars. I bought him everything more for me. Yeah, but uh, yeah, he he wants he's into football, so, so okay. It looks like he's doing me, and that's rebelling against. What's closest to him. Yeah, yeah, I feel that. That's what kids do. <laughs> I definitely feel that. I definitely, uh, I saw some other shit you said about uh, being age fluid is the 2018 thing. <laughs> oh, my God. I just went through, like, an archive I mean, I of your social everything. media, it's bro. It's funny, because that still there. That shit's there. Yeah, 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 definitely. I usually delete every, almost everything. <laughs> I get hired, and I'm like, why did I write that? She retired. <laughs> For real, I forget about Twitter though. There's probably a lot of shit on Twitter I forgot to delete. Yeah, I think that might have been what it was. Twitter. Yeah, age fluid. Yeah, yeah. I think, was it like the gender neutrality thing? Yeah. That's what I was gonna ask about. Like that's it's it. like you can just identify with whatever. So I'm down <laughs> with that. Fuck it. I'm identifying with. That. I think that shit is interesting too, though. Um, apparently, Steelcat or something has has a, a gender neutral bar or gender neutral bathroom. Like they have a unison bathroom or something like that. I don't know. I ain't been there. Yeah, over on on Bridge Street, I just dropped some people off. I I just dropped some people off there, and they uh, they mentioned it. I was like, huh, I didn't, I ain't no bathrooms are really changing like that or I, establishments. I see, I don't know. Dudes seem to be nasty. 
dudes' bathrooms are nasty, so I, I don't know if girls want to collab on them. Right. <laughs> I would assume this is as nasty as ours. Yeah, I wouldn't want to either. I just say. But yeah, that's. Uh, yeah, it was just a joke on that. I think you know, what I'm saying I was like, yeah, identify as younger. <laughs> but you really do as you get older. You're like, man, I, you really can't. You still, feel, I feel young as hell. Yeah. And so, I, yeah. I feel that. You gotta get reminded when you see a bunch of motherfuckers rapping over their CD on stage and everyone's hype. You're like, what? Oh, I'm getting old. That shit's cool. Like when we, you would get booed off stage. Like that was like in your career type shit. Back in the day, so now that that's cool, it's that shit happens every day type shit now. <laughs> yeah, no, you can't, can't imagine like even Red and Method Man, like Wu Tang era, that shit would not be unheard of. Yeah, they're like that. It was just like a a, a higher standard of, of music back then, you know, to the to the production of it. To I understand the, to the artist performing, but if you were rapper. It's, that's the whole thing too when people be talking about mumble rappers and like they ain't saying it's not even that they're artists they don't have, if they're not considering themselves a rapper then they don't need to rap they're just entertaining they yeah entertainment right they don't have to be held to any specific formula or bars or patterns and delivery it's like they just singing and entertaining okay yeah, yeah. that's I was actually going to mention uh, this earlier too because since Drake never responded to Pusha that kind of to me took his title away as a rapper that dude's an entertainer you know like that Eminem responding to to MGK or whatever doing that like that's like real rap shit that's real hip hop and you know what Drake did was pretty whack but he really got upset about it yeah he didn't respond man Pusha T brought up the kid shit and he just dropped the album act like nothing happened oh yeah but I tell you what I know Drake doing multiple nights in stadiums and Right, right, but well, acting well, like nothing like, happened though. Push but push the T-shirt, got canceled. You did it. <coughs> was that was that health stuff too? I don't know. Uh, I think I think a bunch of shows got canceled. Um, so that that speaks for itself. Number wise, they ain't in the same ballpark. They are weight classes. I'd say they might be to a lyricist and personal taste. Yeah. And I, I got Pusha T albums. I don't got any Drake albums. But Word. Drake dope as fuck. I can't ever take that away. So that's just my personal style more. Yeah, exactly. But, but number wise, shit. And that, and that goes back to the then entertainment I, thing too with the other like the with the mumble rappers. They numbers are there. Like Lil Pump got numbers. Yeah. Know? And and I and I mean get and I wouldn't even be like just give somebody credit because they got numbers. I ain't trying to say it like that. I'm just mean like Drake writes a good song or Drake whatever he does performs a good song whatever he does undeniably but his numbers just crazy I mean he's just huge yeah definitely he do, he is a good artist I'm not gonna lie he does make good music but I don't know I think but my, my I, I, music you know I got the, the push the teeth the Daytona yeah just on some rap shit I personally just kinda discredit him a little bit for him not doing nothing like just kinda back back tailing or whatever I, especially with the meek thing like he destroyed meek you know like why are you going how can, how can you back down from pusher you know yeah especially being the caliber of you are but is there any truth to that little story i saw a little internet story to why he did that jay prince like said don't yeah but is that true um yeah that's true jay prince apparently said nah but even how that sounds crazy who's another man to tell you what to do with your music i think jay prince could probably tell jake 
<laughs> not to do it. I, I get because like he's a scary ass nigga. I know it, who he it is. Feel like how <laughs> that's how I'm trying to check. I don't even know. I ain't gonna just start guessing because I forget you're recording. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's good. Know. That's good. I hear that's good that you forgot rumors. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just assume that in that job Drake got on through the J Prince and his son. And right. Yeah. Right. But like, so I don't I know. Respect. You just gotta do it. I guess. How did it get to Jay Prince before you put it out though? Like, why'd you go through him to? to I don't know. It, it seems like Drake pretty witty, mm-hmm. and he got a team. And a, if he don't write it, I'm sure he writes too. But it seemed like he could come up with some shit. Yeah, he he, he said could probably a, make a hit out of it too. He said a line that he would pay whatever it costs for revenge or some shit. Like he don't pay, he don't matter, or he ain't tripping about paying for revenge. Like he'll he'll pay for some dirt. Yeah, I th- I feel like that dude. Could, I feel like he could kill it if he wanted. Even if he didn't write it. I feel like he should have did it, man. That would have been some real hip-hop shit. Yeah, even if he didn't write it. Let's say he didn't write it, but he got enough dudes around him. Enough people or whoever goes right or whatever they do. And then he could easily have some dope shit, I think. He's yeah. probably, who knows, changing his energy somewhere else. Did you ever get into battle rapping or anything? Nah. No? Actually, nope. Me and, and me and Omega, which is funny, my DJ forever. Me and Omega been a, a part, team on Life of Me and a bunch of bunch of parties and stuff. We both are not fans of battle rap. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> I mean, we I had a couple of hosts or some, and I'm not hating on it. I understand that. I gotta have my boys show me mad videos, and this definitely show me, situ- you know, videos. I'm like, okay, that's dope, that's dope. But yeah. I'm not big on battle rap at all. Where? Like it's, yeah. To watch hours of it is hard <laughs> for me, but that, you a battle rapper fan? Yeah, as a kid, I definitely was in. You watched all them things? Yeah, yeah, most definitely. It was like it was definitely. Super I respect it. Yeah. I definitely couldn't do it. Like the wittiness, you know, like the, you said about. Oh Jamie, man, that'd like be the bars they throw. They just have for just a moment. They yeah. throw out there. I'd be like, that bottom made that. I saw it. I respect it. Like they just be throwing. I can't watch it now though. Like it's like all right. It's way. I don't know. It kind of just died out for sure. But I gotta put it you had its time. My boy's page. I don't know what the the link is on YouTube, but he 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 loves battle rap. He's yeah. good, one of my best friends, and uh, I let him uh, do an event where we mic'd it up at the studio. We put the four piece stage like a like kind of like a four squares in a row, so kind of like a uh, what you call it, a ring, you know, without the rope. Shot the multiple cameras and all that shit. Oh, had, a, right. had about probably a good seventy five people get in there. Yeah, pretty dope. It's on YouTube and shit. I think he put it up there. At least at least battles from it. Okay. But I was like, man, boom. That's what's up. Like my head on that. I was like, this shit, too much battle rap. <laughs> and my, you my DJ really... was on it too. He was like, oh man, <laughs> fuck, not another. You know, a lot of that reference. But like, I see videos of just crazy. Even yeah. even the dudes locally, they're dope. Like I ain't trying to take away. They, 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 I, I'm impressed by it because I can't do that. Yeah, you can you can only take so much of it. Even if if yeah. If some. What made you like pick up the pen? Did you pick up the pen when you picked up the guitar, or were you always? No, I used to. I actually rapped with uh, the guitar and melodically, which is funny. So all this melodic rap and stuff is like uh, a lot of casting out, Chance and Shmino and Russ and. Mm-hmm. Drake and all these, you know, that that was my old thing was to rap. Uh, so I rap with through the guitar, so I'm, I'd match up harmonies and, and be melodic. Then it turned into linking up a rapper, a crew, which is funny. Then I put the guitar down, and then you kind of change your delivery and your style and to what you're rapping to and stuff. But definitely playing to an instrument, rapping to an instrument is where I 
which is totally different than most probably people. Like freestyling? Yeah, freestyling or writing, writing bars and, yeah. and spitting them to like an <coughs> acoustic guitar yeah. background. That's how I started. So then years later, started rocking with, you know, it was, shoot, I was rapping for years before I rocked with the DJ. Yeah. Strictly. You know, I got on the mic at like parties and stuff, but never like had a set with the Here, we're playing tracks. I'm always in this band. I was a band for years before I ever did that. So it was definitely different energy. Definitely step back when you feel like you got a whole band's chemistry and the drums and the cymbals and stuff. It's definitely different. <laughs> yeah, man. Were you throwing like house parties and stuff before you thought it started playing? <clears throat> no, I never did house parties. Always, uh, always live music though. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's how I got in with the owners and stuff. They saw me as a musician, then they see me as a local artist, then a promoter. You know, then I got to get the concert shit. So they already seen me as like on the musicianship, but never. I wasn't really into DJs even. Like we'd have a DJ. We used to throw events where one set live DJ set DJ. So it'd be mixed up. So we had the party vibe and the live instrumentation. Yeah. But I never did the whole club night until later, way later. <clears throat> like the parties and stuff. That was more just a way to make money. Gotcha. That's what's up. I thought about doing that myself too. I just never really, I don't know, just got around to it, I guess, or just really built up the courage or whatever it is. But. See, I know it doesn't look as or it's not as easy as it looks, you know. It, it, people, it really should be though, right? You know, you, you got this much capacity, you got this much overhead, you charge this much. It just seems like a good business plan that anyone could could do, but you can get there. Then all of a sudden, there's an obstacle. Then all of a sudden, there's like, well, you got to do this. Oh, you can't do this because of this. Oh, and then you got this hand in the pot. And then once you actually make money, there's just surprises, and that's the frustrating thing. So, a lot, you know, they people purposely. No one wants to see anyone make too much money. Right. So if you're turning in $10,000 profit over a $1,000 investment, everyone, all of a sudden everyone's going to be like, well, wait a minute, my fee's three. You know, and well, you're making that much, and then hands get in the pot, and it just never works out the way it is. <laughs> it's supposed to. Great it sounds like an easy, good business plan. It should be. Yeah. It, 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 it does sound like there is a simple plan to it. Because there's a demand for it. Yeah, I can definitely understand how... Uh, oh. I can definitely understand how... Um, People get caught up in the greed because it could be a lot of money being made too. You know, yeah. people. That's how you could judge somebody's character. Give them the door money, and and not have any way to check them. Mm-hmm. Just trust them, and that's how you could judge their character. Yeah. Like that'd be a great way to run our politicians. Be like, yo, you, you hand them the door money, and before they elect them, and see how they handle that money when no one's watching. Because mm-hmm. you might get. It's funny to see the greed come out of somebody when they when they're holding a wad. Yeah, and power change. No one like no one can hold them to nothing. Yeah. <clears throat> I've I've had that happen with a pretty big twenty four hundred dollar discrepancy one night. Damn, bro. And it was with the, it was a spot I love and and everything. And dude ended up with there for like fifteen years. Ended up getting fired over the deal, but because I had the honor with the the doorman and I had the, the relationship with everybody. The, that I know the real numbers and it ended up being a big ass mess and I was like holy shit but to see him scam that much I was like oh, how long has he been doing this and how many times he do this yeah talking $2,400 in one silly night was there like something specifically that happened like how'd you find out that it, that it happened if you could if you could share well I took you know, my, I knew the doorman forever and he, he my homie so we just had in communication all night I wasn't too lit and uh 
he knows I take I take care of him. I tip out good. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, he knows his honor. I'll just be like, do you? You know, and uh, so in our numbers, we had our numbers all night. You know, we communicating. And at the end of the night, I was like, oh, this is great. You know, I got the really ultimate lineup. It was like a holiday special. And uh, we down in the office at the end of the night, trying to get the money, and the money was way off. Dude tried to play, uh, uh, play a little song like, oh, I'll, I don't know what happened, but I'll give you this, but now you're not going to do business with us again. Like, acting like I was doing some shit. And then we called people, and the, the doorman got involved, everyone got involved, and it got verified, and the numbers got verified by the, box, like, the general manager. And everyone was like, okay. So he ended up losing his job over it, but um, that's crazy. Which is major because he'd been there forever. But he, uh, you know, I, I just look back and I'm like, how many times did he get me? Because he was he was the one running the money for a couple of years, so thousands, man. Wow. And I was paying money to do events. Like I, I guarantee, out of band, this much money. That's my my word. I handled door money. So if we get negative. It's coming out my pocket. Yeah. We was doing. I was doing that a lot of times just for fun. Just like fuck it. This night costed me a little, but everyone's getting paid. And the door sucked, even though the bar was full. I don't get what happened. That, that motherfucker was stealing for years. Yeah, that's why the door sucked. That's crazy. Yeah, God knows how long he's stealing. His name's Sluggo though, but I don't know how long that dude was stealing from him. Yeah, that's wild. Well, I respect the bar for take get rid of him. And being personal friends with him and still having to fire him, like, yo. But, yeah, he obviously was up to something. But that's just one example of no one ever wants to see you make real money. Yeah. And they, somebody's hand's going to come out of number. Somebody's going to try to skim it because, like, he don't deserve that. Just greed taking over, man. That's, like, one of the stupidest things. But when you take L's, nobody, where's everyone at, you know? Right. You take a $1,500 L or five G's. That's a lot of money. Nobody, man. everyone else getting paid. You, you're the boss. You pay, but then you make that that ten k one in one party, and you know, all of a sudden the bills go up. You're like, wait a minute, I've never paid for this before. How's am I? You know, <clears throat> that's kind of how it works. So you're like, okay, now you preemptively strike. Yeah, and you, you just get a system going. It's real fragile though, and this is real delicate. Well, I mean, shit, they, with technology and shit they got now. You could probably get around that with just making everybody use cards, use a fucking <clears> iP- iPad, <laughs> get rid of the doorman, practically just put a fucking robot there. Oh, yeah. I mean, the thing that I work with now, it's intersection never never be an issue there. No? Nah. They're, they're like a machine. And they're, yeah, they, 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 ain't, they ain't starving. They ain't got to be like that. Okay. Those are for like... I mean, because it sounds like a common story, though, too. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I feel like you're, I'm sure oh, you're not the only person. They're closing bars for sure, to, but yeah, that you know? section a whole nother level. They, they like you know, placing top twenty in the in the world on club venue. They just they? they're a machine. Yeah, they got they they're not the, the that type of <clears throat> business, but the the up. bars and the little other shit, the little clubs, the temporary clubs that come and go, smaller venues. Yeah, they all yeah, hands are every, everywhere. Uh, that's crazy you mentioned earlier some of your newer uh, favorite fans or favorite uh, artists but who do you fuck with like locally that's really that's really dope to you uh, like right now man I, you know if I like anybody. Shabazz a lot I think he dope as fuck uh, you know I fuck with Cheese Weez heavy AGO obviously like, AGO like the uh, 
ridiculously dope crew, the whole like crew. How, yeah. How you have all those dope dudes together in one crew? Yeah, it's so much talent. Kind of crazy. It's a crazy <laughs> talent. Yeah, and then but like right now, I think Shabazz is is, is nice if he uh he continues to listen to me. He be straight. <laughs> hope he listen. He's definitely got on a good run, man. He's been killing it this year for sure. He's been yeah, his, his mixtape that I got, you know, it's just one of the only ones I crave to actually put in. And, uh, you know, actually, oh, yeah, I got to hit this one joint, you know. Yeah, Last of the Dying Breed joint. <coughs> that was 616, yeah. yeah. Oh, nope, nope. I ain't even got that yet. Oh, no, that, oh okay, that's the one I just dropped, right? Yep. I got to hit that shit back. Okay. What's the mixtape you got? Uh, The toy, like, recipe. Okay, yeah, got you. Got you. Yeah, Shabazz is fire, man. I would definitely fuck with what he's doing, man. Shout out to him. But there's a lot of artists that are dope, man. GR has a huge scene, man. Yeah. Like that's like one K. thing. K.O. Kane's dope. I, got, I recorded a bunch of stuff of him and got to know his style through through the studio. But what's his name? K.O. Kane. Okay, I don't think yeah, I heard him. He now. dope. Yeah. Bunch of cats that really get to know artists through the studio. Ghetto Gov dope. I got to know him through the hip hop heavyweights and got to record him sometimes in the studio. And you get to really like, oh, okay. This dude spitting. Yeah. You know, you get a taste of somebody with their presenting in one platform, and then you get a taste of one with their, with their writing and recording, you know. Mm. So, yeah. I definitely have gotten to know tons of artists. The Hip Hop Heavyweights has exposed me to tons of personalities. You do that every year? Uh, Yep. Well, no, I did it. I did it like six or seven. Six of them. Okay. But not, not actually an annual thing. Sometimes twice a year, depending on how many shows I had and yeah. how many slots. But uh, the most of them are documented. They're on that MGP Live fan page. Okay, for There's real. There's tons on there. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna check that. <clears throat> I'm gonna delete a bunch of them too. So I'm gonna delete everything eventually. Just all my tweets, all my posts, <laughs> everything but my food. So everybody uh, tuning in, you better go go catch it now. What while I'm still there? Download yeah. it or something. <laughs> Pirate it. <laughs> yeah. No, nobody wants it. Why do you want to delete it? Uh, just just for the archives. I got okay. tons of shit archived. Yeah. And, I, you know, it's, it's up for the, the time. But, you know, it's time to come and go. Got you. Once I get to it. I'm going to delete the getaway also. Yeah. Off iTunes. Just after a certain period. Yeah, yeah. We'll reload it in different platforms. Yeah. It was the way it was put on there. It was not the proper way to do it. Now, I feel you, man. It, like, imagery is important, or what do they call it? The optics, you know? The optics yeah. of the brand and the optics of the name. Well, we, and the business way we put it on there, it makes sense. We've middlemaned in it, and yeah. there's like no point in that. Just pull it off, uh, get the business straight, and do it a different route. Re- remix a couple, or remaster and remix it. Yeah, what do, you, what do you really see, like, Mike G Productions in five, ten years? Like, what's what's the next level for you, or what's the next steps for Like, the next year or two, I'd say, is, is a mad. Music release back to the original. The original idea was the label, it's, but it's always been from La Familia. Word. All the way before La Familia was that. Uh, La Familia was gonna be the album. That's a long story short, but okay. we, I got a gig under Mike G, and then I pulled all the guys, uh, everyone that was supposed to be on my album La Familia, mm-hmm. that I worked in the studio together for a collaboration, and we called it La Familia yeah. for one show. And then everyone liked the show. We opened up for Quali and. Uh, High techno quality in like oh, 2004, and with Black Rose and Forensics and, and the whole live band and all the session players they never met before. But yeah. that day we got together, learned the songs, everything was smooth. And after that, I was like, "Fuck Mike G, 
I'm gonna work on La Familia. Yeah. Everyone more reactive to that combo. The, the rappers and the, the multiple voices and styles and the singer and and that's how that went. Then the, the La band Familia, too and everything. Yeah, too. and La Familia got successful that route. It was like the Roots idea. It was gonna be like the OK player. The Roots was the house band. Mm-hmm. La Familia was the house band from Mike G's label, MGP. So that was the so I'm kind of back idea. full circle. But now with all these features I have and all this session. All these songs I got, and then all the new life, new old La Familia that's never been released, and the new material with Kiss and Corey, and it's just gonna be a flood. And that's what I think I actually uh, bring to the table is I can compliment an artist, figure out <clears throat> what flatters them, and kind of bring it out in my production. So that that's gonna be what Mike G does in the next two years. Okay, so are you like currently looking for artists too to sign, or are you no, are you just ne- working with the ones you've got, just building that? Yeah, I never need to look because it's everywhere. But uh, definitely, especially in Grand Rapids. Yeah, and I, I, I mean, the only way I mess with an artist is if I, the personality is totally personality based. Definitely, I've done way too much stuff for rappers and singers and shit throughout the years. The the entitlement is crazy for artists. They don't know the other side of it. Yeah, the business. And as an artist, knowing the other business side, and you're like the, the sack. Of, you're like, man, no more artists who don't understand what you're doing for them. If they haven't tried to do it themselves or done it themselves, been out there and promoted themselves and busted their ass and paid for the studio time and you know done any sacrifices of any sort, that they, they, they just don't appreciate what you do. Right. And I, I wouldn't. I couldn't do that anymore. <laughs> I've done that for a long time. Yeah, man. That, that you gotta appreciate the both both sides of it. You know, you gotta take your own art and your own craft seriously, but you also gotta appreciate the business and the, the hard work that goes behind that too. Because it's not easy, you know, promoting the artists or even managing the artists and getting them into the right buildings and you know, no, signing the right deals or whatever. keeping them in line too. Every artist I ever known, especially these rappers, they always fall out with each other. You're like, man, why these dudes fall out? They got songs and videos together, and they got this together. But I understand, like, you got it with personal. You, you're going to fall out. But uh, just investing with people and then have personal personalities fall out. You're like, I can't invest in you no more because I can't get them back. There's right. no money made. Yeah, It's just the time. You can't get time back. So I've definitely been discouraged on working or looking for anyone. That shit got to fall in the lap and be perfect, natural, yeah. Do you guys, uh, do you and maybe any of the other band members like do more rock style? Because I hear most of it's like a lot of hip hop and jazz, jazz um, sounds. Do you guys do it? Because you, you sound like you have like a real rock influence, or you like that that sound. Would you like to get that involved with the label later on? Or not, not necessarily. I mean, I, sh- I think any artist capable of doing anything. So any yeah. artist I would think would be capable of doing rock to hip hop, whatever they their the flavor is for the moment, but. I think that what I can bring to the table, I could definitely produce rock. If the artist was on that, it definitely could. But nothing, uh, it would always have that sound. It would not It would never be pure rock or, you know. Right, right. It would still be unique to me or whatever the production I pick, pick the percussion, the drum samples and stuff. It's going to still have that little hip-hop or that organic. Yeah, just that real. Yeah, I even imagine that just the... Yeah, just a, like a, a version of rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a beat to it with different I, patches. Are you familiar with X X Tentacion, the, the rapper that passed away this past yeah, year? Yeah, barely. No, he had like a lot of rock influence too. Oh, he yeah. did a hip hop thing. I think 
you would fuck with his rock. I like this rock sound. Like, he, he he did some dope shit, I think. See? Like, I don't know. Some artists are doing it. I want to say there's another artist, too, that does, like, a rock a rock thing that like actually some, like, comes out Like, some, like, Raging His Machine type thing or not? Like you heard them? Yeah, I'm familiar with the name. Uh, I don't. I'm not that familiar with the music uh, though. Uh, more like some Slipknot type shit. Like like XXX oh. had a song called Slipknot. Are you familiar with them? Uh, I know what they look like. <laughs> I know their name. And their yeah, logo. It's like like or uh, I'm trying to think of some more bands, but kind of like Corn. You know, remember what Corn? I was like Corn. Like? Yeah, like, like that type of that rock. First album you know what I mean? Red Hot Chili Peppers, like that. Chest out, you know. Foot. One of the guys is actually from here, right? I believe so. Low, yeah. his mom's from Low. His mom lives in Low. Low, yeah. Grand Rapids, Low. His dad lives in Grand Rapids, right? Yep, he is from here. Dad. I heard something about that, but I don't know. Yep. I could be it's wrong. True, but no, nah, I don't know. I think, uh, I think you know, rock and hip hop are are still like kind of tied in together. I think that would be kind of dope. Ooh, to if have you never heard Rage Against Machine, stuff that they the debut album, I oh think I might have actually I'm seen buy that. For you. Perform on stage. Actually, is it a white dude? The lead singer, like a white dude? Uh, I don't think so. He probably be mad. You said that too. Yeah, he looked like he, uh, he got De La Rocha or something like that. So unless it's in his stage name, Zach De La Rocha, maybe it's his stage name. He's definitely not white. He definitely something else. Okay, I'm not sure what, but probably I'm a, probably a bad fan for not knowing. <laughs> not I might have. Like, I feel like somebody might have showed me a YouTube pretty, video of them performing, but I'm not that familiar. Yeah, I definitely yeah. know the name though, but I don't, I'm not that familiar. Yeah, I might even guess. That's funny as hell. Yeah. But uh, dope as hell. They, they they only probably had. I don't know how many albums they had. I know one or two, but one of them just classic. You should you should definitely hear it. Timeless. Okay. I'm gonna buy that shit. I'm gonna iTunes it or whatever you gotta do. You said timeless? It's called timeless? No, it's timeless. Timeless. Oh, movie. it's a timeless song, okay. Yeah, classic. What's the uh what's the album they got? I think it's the subtitle. Yeah, okay. Well yeah, I'm gonna have to check it out, man. I, I wanna say someone show me a video, but I gotta I gotta double check. They double too. Yeah, they I mean shit, who knows what they are now, but Yeah, they political and all that. I feel you. Political before it was, it was woke before it was trending. <laughs> they was talking about like the like conscious shit. Oh yeah, oh yeah. They was on all over shit. Police brutality and Wall Street to Evil Empire bullets on parade. Yeah, there was they like rebellious like, punk to to awesome went to rock but rap. But I think they what they did no one's ever really done right again. Mm. They're one of a kind. You think that played in a part to like why they not Body Count had a dope album too. It's Who? like Body Count. Okay. You heard that? Uh-uh. The first album, I don't know about anyone's other than the first album, Cop Killer. Remember Cop Killer? Nah, I never heard of that. Oh, that shit was mad controversial. It was a song called Cop Killer? Yeah, Ice T was the singer of Cop Body Count was like a rock rap group. Okay. Ice T was in it? Yeah, he's the front man. It was his group. Oh, okay. Yeah, Word. That shit raw. That first album was raw. I'm sure they had tons of albums, but only listen to the first one that I know. But it was banned because it had Cop Killer. Oh, okay. Yeah, maybe I do remember seeing it. It was very like, casual. Like, like, came in like a body bag to break. It was. It was <laughs> it's funny because it's a good album, though. Ice T plays a cop now, so that's controversial, too. Now, you know? Hilarious, man. <laughs> Ice Cube plays, you know, does Disney type stuff, and yeah. Ice T plays cop. Yeah. Oh, you ain't heard cop? You ever heard the song "Cop Kill It"? Nah, I think I remember seeing it like on like a documentary or something. Now that I now that I think about it, I I just, I'm just not familiar YouTube. with that band though. What was the band called again? Body Count. Body Count. Yeah, I didn't know he was in a band there's before. There's a band called Downset. Like, they were dope. Deftones' first album was kind of like that, but there is a little like 
downset was dope. They were like rap rock type shit. Word. I don't know if they were with that or not. And they all might be still rocking. Deftones is probably the first album, the only one I know. Journaling. Okay. Raw. What got you into like. Because I think you're you kind of like into conspiracy shit a little bit. Yeah. What like got you into that originally? Like, is there anything that sparked that off? Like, I know me personally, I was like, I grew up in a religious household or whatever. So my mom was always putting like, like that devil fear on you. You know what I mean? Of shit. But, um, I remember she would always talk about Jay Z specifically and then Illuminati. And oh, all that wow. Stuff, right. So I thought, like, that kind of sparked me originally, like, thinking about just conspiracy in general, like, the government working against people and, like, working with rappers or whatever, whatever. So, like, that's oh, kind of yeah. what, like, got me into it. But I kind of, like, stepped out of that and realized just, like, I don't know, just, like, a bigger understanding of just humans in general. But, yeah. I, I definitely don't think uh, uh, any, like, rappers in the Illuminati. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't nah, think nah, that's nah. it. I, watched I was younger too I was in like high school Middle, I, I, middle school I watched shit. the videos To try to You know Somebody tell me You gotta see this And you believe Definitely. it <laughs> Definitely All that <clears throat> My conspiracy is more Just that When people When people like Make a I think they manipulate People to like Ridicule certain ideas mm-hmm. Like psychologically they, they purposely Have attacked The idea You say the word alien yeah. And you're like instantly like, oh, alien, silly, crazy, crazy yeah, fucking yeah. nut. You're yeah, like, yeah. what, dude? I, I'm just saying the word, you know. With the, I feel like that was a psychological thing. I think they do that with politics, and they just. So I'm on that. I feel like that's that's social engineering conspiracy. They, they I just when it's like blatantly obvious to me, and they're telling you it's not this, right? And then they, you can see how they're telling you, like, oh. So I just feel like there's a lot of misinformation and misleading of people. Definitely out there, Most but I don't think no Illuminati. No. I think there's it directs people to be better consumers for the pyramid scheme of of the way that the system's set up for the top, you know, the peak of it. But I don't think it's no. But I do say a lot of stuff about Illuminati and stuff like that. But it's kind of like a, it's a comical, yeah, yeah, it's definitely comical it truth too. though. You know, things that are funny got like the truth to them. Yeah, but not not like in the the internet conspiracy stuff. But I am on a lot of the not Latin stuff. Gut, I mean, to me, you know, the inside job stuff. Most definitely. Uh, that shit, to me, just makes sense. Yeah, it's too obvious. <clears throat> yeah. And you can't even, like, bring up... Like, I was listening to a radio show the day of 9-11, and they were just talking about it. And the, every time the host brought it up, he was like... He could not mention, like, people's conspiracy about it. He, he had to, like, acknowledge it every time. He said, it doesn't matter how you feel of... How it happened, you have to respect the people that we lost from it, blah, blah, blah. He had to say that every time. And I thought that was weird, you know? Oh, like, it's yeah. that big of a conspiracy now that yeah. on the radio and Hot 97, it was yeah. Hot 97, it was like, it's that big of a conspiracy. Like, people really, a lot it's of people like are, doubt, are yeah. doubting it, you know? Like, there's documentaries and it's like. That just don't make sense to any way, shape, or form. And I believe, you know, I don't, I respect what happened. I respect it. Even like my boy from New York, and some of my people looked at I see it in mad different ways, but I just like shit. Some of just I just feel like there's definitely a cover up, a manipulation of of populations. Yeah, from everything. I feel like I feel like nine eleven type stuff could only have happened at that time period. You couldn't do that now. Right. There were too many camera phones. You know, too many different, oh, yeah. way more shit captured. Yeah, definitely. And uh, I think it was taking advantage of that time period. But yeah, and I'm I'm into the Anunnaki shit and all that. Of course. Word. 
Yeah, I, I been, yeah definitely. I've been oh, reading yeah. books about it actually too. It's actually it's called the Palladians, the Palladian Agenda. Uh, and yeah. it talks about the Anunnaki and stuff. It's actually a really good book, but I mean the Bible basically talks about it. You know what I mean? But I'm yeah. definitely into that. That just on the, the all the answers. I, I like you know getting lost in the rabbit hole and that stuff. <laughs> definitely, I think it's silly. Like what you mentioned earlier about the the alien thing. I think it's actually crazy for you to believe that that's not possible. You know what I'm saying? Look I up in the sky. You know what I mean? Like if you look up in the sky and you don't look at us, I mean, maybe there. I took a lot of things growing up or something, but I just look at us as <laughs> I look at like everybody is basically what we are. Everything to me, I just like, see the shit. I see the alien in everyone. Definitely. Like I like shit. I don't know how y'all don't see it. <laughs> it only makes sense. It's actually trippy though, because you know they talk about uh, what do they call them? Uh, not like transformers, but it's something like a, it's like a, mm. a species of alien, and oh, where they, where they can like transform <coughs> into like about. human alien form or whatever. Sure. But transformers not the word I can't think of it. But uh, I definitely see that in people too, though, where they kind of look like they, you know, they. <laughs> I just, I watched. And, and I used to watch people, and this might be something I shouldn't even admit, but I watched on uh, HD TV. I remember just seeing people. I'm like, under the lights, I'm like, y'all fucking look like reptilians. Y'all look like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Y'all just look like humanoid. I just see characters in it. I see animals. I just be like, Scaly man. Scaly and shit. Just... I just be seeing characters. I mean, not even a uh, cartoon. I just be like, man, I don't see how you guys can't see we didn't involve some, something else. But, right. And, well, when, when I got into like all those tablets and all, you know, who knows who translated what on. Then you gotta check, fact check everything, and debunk everything. And if I get hype on a theory, I usually Google uh, the debunking of it, or yeah. you know, just to see if the, who, who, what, what the uh, people trying to shut it down is mm-hmm. saying. Like <clears throat> a lot of the, uh, what you call this? But just like the conversation about it, like the, yeah, I just want to see both sides. What, what people, yeah. Even like a uh, loose change. If you ever seen that documentary, uh-uh. it was like a nine eleven documentary. It came out forever, and they like. Who's changed too, and then they like revise shit, and, and then there's a video oh, like updated the information. Like, was it Zeitgeist? Zeitgeist? Yeah, Zeitgeist. Yeah. Then there's like the debunking Zeitgeist. You, got, you know, I try to watch them all. And get, I watch Fox News to Alex Jones, all the way to fucking. I love NPR. You know. To, Hell yeah. So I get all the little sources and stuff. Um, lately, I've been paying attention to shit. I ain't gonna lie. I was on fucking jet ski for like two weeks. <laughs> Listening to sounds the like the good AM life, radio. Man. Sounds like a good life. <clears throat> yeah, it was a good time. But so I did lose a little current events. But, <laughs> but yeah, I'm definitely into that. I, I definitely humor that. But I just think it's funny when you bring it up how it gets ridiculed. Yeah. And, and like that's why I decided to get into it. And I play with it online. I'm like talking. Uh, being sarcastic and comical about it, but I just <clears throat> making a joke of it. It's, I'm pretty serious about most of it. Definitely. Just just writing it that way because it's you know like that. I don't like shit. Some of that that shit I said recently. I was like, man, that shit answers everything right yeah. there. Yeah. Are you you familiar with uh, Action Bronson? Mm-hmm. He has like that ancient alien show. You ever watched? That? Yeah, it's man. Like, I only maybe, seen like one episode, but everyone, when it came out, everyone was like, Mike. You ever to see that this fucking you meant back at the time? I was smoking mad weed, watching all that shit, talking all that. I, yeah, I was like, yeah, I definitely fuck with him. And I got yeah. a good appetite. We had him here once. Years, yeah. Was he? We had him, Danny Brown, and uh, what's the other band? I must have been in D.C. or something. Yeah. I didn't know about that. the same lineup. I can't even remember that. Action Bronson and Danny band. Brown? Yep, and a rock band. So, Word. Got the name. Yeah, I fuck with both of them. They fire as fuck. Danny Brown's pretty tight too. I think he actually was just in a movie or something. I can't remember the name of it. 
Oh, yeah, somebody said that. He had cut his hair and everything for I can't remember the name of the movie. But actually, Bronson's tight. He got a bunch of YouTube shows. <clears> but uh, he, he brought the Anunnaki a couple oh, yeah. times on that on the ancient aliens yeah you should definitely i'll send oh, yeah. i'll send you the videos for it I, he definitely i'm gonna say uh, somebody needs to do it right uh, uh, you know vincent the rapper vincent vincent uh, vince stables or no vincent uh dix he's a, a local cat he's dope oh. as hell he, he literally dope as hell yeah there's just like i'm gonna figure out like man he's on that he's on that shit with me Word. the alien conspiracy i'm like we got to do something with it hell yeah somebody got to do a proper song that <laughs> 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 does it right you know, really drop the knowledge on it. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's some shit, life changing shit if you believe it. But I mean, not life changing because nothing matters. I mean, I think people matter. should just always keep their eyes open. I mean, their eyes and their mind open. Period. You know, like you don't only a fool thinks he knows everything. You know what I mean? Like, but they that just the stuff that is accepted is only accepted because mad people believe it. It's like the more people that believe your ridiculous idea. The more it's like, like I just like, gotta your, believe it. Like a lot of my people, like, I'm like, the, your idea, I'm not gonna argue with it or disrespect it, but it's really fairy tale-ish. Definitely. Your your explanation for everything is like defies science, defies common sense, defies. You know, a lot of my people, I'm like, so you know, it's a tool to get through life, but we got some facts over here. Yeah. That's just written, you know. Definitely. Written, <clears throat> translated. Who knows how many times it got twisted and manipulated, but. You know, the idea is there, and it fits. So, Do you identify with any religions? Uh, no, I, I, I like Catholicism just because of the cultural aspects of it. It reminds me of my family, my grandma, and stuff like that. But I don't, I don't you know, claim anything. Is your family, in, like, really? Oh, very Catholic. Oh, yeah. yeah. Do you have these conversations with anybody? <clears throat> in, in your family specifically? I know I have it, like, this shit with my mom. In my family? Yeah. no. They like, I mean, like, they might hear me say something, and they just, they, you know, they know me. Yeah. They might, might read my Facebook crap. Uh huh. Yeah, my dad found me on that. My brother know me. They know me. Yeah. <laughs> they know I'd be like, try to watch this, watch five minutes of this. Come on, man. I ain't want you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they know me. Yeah, I be trying to put my mom on game all the time. She won't ever hear it though. Yeah. Yeah. There's no point. It's, it's like. <laughs> Yeah, it's just I, the conversations are kind of interesting too sometimes. But then she, I do. My get mom just will listen. They'll humor me. Yeah, but they they think it's ridiculous, of course. I mean, yeah, she'll listen, but she won't like listen, listen. She'll just keep preaching me the Bible. Like she'll just throw oh yeah, she's religious you now. Know I mean? Yeah, she's like Christian. She's a saint. Yeah, that that is that the set Christian like straight yep, Christian? like non 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 name non whatever that word is. Christian. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, just, to me, I just and I backpacked all over the world for. you for a long time almost a couple of years but I went to Indian temples and into mosques and uh, mosques in Mozambique mosques in Egypt damn uh, I went to all kinds of Vatican pyramids and shit too went to the pyramids that's crazy um, Mozambique to Zimbabwe uh, I stayed in Zimbabwe for a long time almost a year used it as like a resident oh word and then uh, but hit India for months and Ethiopia for months and Kenya and South Africa and Zambia and definitely did some backpacking and traveling and <clears throat> you know now that's what's up though man what made you want to do that uh, I was hype on that uh, I worked for a non-profit organization to get my get over there and get my foot in the door but okay. <clears throat> that's some when AmeriCorps I seen the type shit yeah like a, a a non-profit organization but like a Danish one a okay. non-American like a Peace Corps but yeah 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 but like for like now. junior college Peace Corps like a bootleg Peace Corps kind of uh huh they have communal schools and communal living and everything, but 
out in um, Mass- uh, Massachusetts we live. But <clears throat> long story short, they got me out there, learned a lot when I was out there, and then I stayed out there and, like, ditched them at the airport when I was supposed to leave, used my visa, and, and hopped around with five grand for <clears throat> almost a year after I left, you know, like, but uh, the tickets, everything was different back then, the currency and the in exchange and everything. I was going to say five grand lasted you a year, that's wild. Yeah, crazy, <laughs> right? But I, I did it smooth, I did it smooth, like, I bought plane tickets and did plane layovers. Like, I bought an Ethiopian airline ticket from Zimbabwe they, to India. They gave me a two-day plane layover in, in uh, Zimbabwe. Then I was like, yo, change it to two weeks, and then change it to two months. And then it was the same ticket. So when I flew back, I did the same thing. When I flew home, I went from uh, Zimbabwe to uh, Egypt on a layover to go mm-hmm. to New York. You know what I mean? I was, I was manipulating them. I don't know if you can do that anymore, but I was manipulating the tickets and and, and, you know, staying at nothing is at the crap hole. But the reason I said that was that <clears throat> that's what sparked my interest in, like, like looking at the, all these different world religions in a, in a t- first hand. Yeah. Seeing the, going to these temples. And I went to ashrams, like Sai Baba Ashram, the dude, that, that Nag Champa dude, seeing him in real life before when he was alive. But you see all that, and you see him back to back, and you just kind of like, it's all the same shit. Yeah, definitely. They're all just, telling the same story. Yeah. Just a different recipe catered to that population. Mm-hmm. But now we got the internet and the travel and all these ways to, you know, you get to access all that. Yeah, I'm like, man. So that's what got me on the <clears throat> off the religion shit. I was like, man, this is really all the same shit. That's what's up, bro. It's just for that culture. It's like fucking pasta, tomatoes. You know, that's Italian shit. But then you got tomatoes and and, and the flour. Tortilla, you know, it's like yeah, all the same. Right. For the Mexicans and right. You know, right. It's all the same shit. It's different ways of twisting it for that people. Definitely. So that's why I, <clears throat> I believe in all that. I'm like looking at these temples, some of these they're pretty the Indian culture is crazy. It's awesome. Yeah, man. But this the, the their story, their deities and everything. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Then you listen our the Catholic and the Christian stories and Jesus, you know, and you, you see all these different worlds. You're like, it's all the different movies, different fairy tales. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Like, because that's what you you imagine the actual the visualization. Visualization. The one you was taught. It's the one I was born at over here, so it's the one I was taught. But I, I had open minds. So I seen mad ones. But some people, if they don't got their own mind, they don't even know what they were taught. So they had a huge bias. Mm-hmm. And it's like a silly sounding to the outsider, but mm-hmm. that's what they're taught. And you know, it just comes with that. Once you see all a bunch of them at the same time, it's like, man, shit, all the same. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, definitely. Selling, <clears throat> selling hope or something. <laughs> a lot of them just finessing too. That's one thing I, I kind of, I don't like trying. To, I don't like speaking down on anybody's beliefs and stuff. I just hate people. Taking advantage of of, oh, yeah. of of other people though, you know what I mean, and that, oh, I think that happens a lot. Yeah, I think that happens a lot in religion. You know what I mean? Like people get exploited. It has happened a lot because you see those info commercials or not the info commercials, but tell yeah, it, whatever the whole channels. You know, the you're like, send money. It, it seems blah, blah, blah. ridiculous. It's insane. And you're like, oh wow, that, that, this is very profitable. It's They're like send us money. We're just gonna send you like a jar of water. There was a dude that said. Uh, but not even. There was this guy. There was a preacher. You. A preacher guy said, "Every time you send money, you're slapping. You're slapping the devil in the face, or something. So keep sending money. You're, every time you send money, you're slapping the devil in the like, face." Like think about that. Said, the target. Their target demographic. 
Like, how is that not taking advantage of somebody? Yeah. Somebody who's going to watch that and be like, vulnerable. Who's that like, in need or whatever, who really believes that. And, and you know? it just, that's just, it seems, I definitely can't, I can't exploit. That's what something I've always done with concerts and shows. I've never taxed. Mm. Our tickets have always been fair. Always mm-hmm. provided a fair. Definitely, definitely. Not, not uh, most of the game promoters, and not just to the promoters blame a lot because they have to pay so much for the venues and pay so much to get the artists. Yeah, definitely. Because it's, they're getting taxed. The tickets are outrageous. Some of them, and we got a we got a good formula going. Yeah, you guys have never been overpriced. They've always been good shows too. I feel like. I've never had a bad situation. I don't even remember like when Thug canceled. You know, I had, y'all refunded everybody, whatever, oh, yeah. and it was no problem. You know, I was kind of sad about that. I'm not gonna lie. I'm a I am a Thug fan. Yeah, no, I, I was like going to bat for him a lot, defending him a lot, promoting that. Yeah, I was like this dude, though. I got it to like him. I was like this dude, dope. But everyone was hating on him. Yeah, not necessarily everyone, but the people that want to maybe just the haters come out the woodwork for that. Mm-hmm. There was, I, there was some talk about him. I, I guess was defending like, him. I was like, then when it got canceled, I was like, God damn it. I was defending the <laughs> shit. I'm ready for this show to kill it. I'm ready to, and, and I, I was excited for it because I became a fan. Yeah. And I was like, damn, it's going to be raw. And the poster was dope. Mm. With the uh, skull and shit. I don't know if I remember. It was smoked too much. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was hard to tell it was him. Yeah. Oh, was it? Don't worry. No, you ain't thought. It looked like a Grateful Dead poster almost. So I still got a, I got a pile of canceled show posters. Do you do the the design and stuff? Do you deal with the de- graphic design at all? Oh, uh, I used to. Now, yeah. now there's most of these are ad masks for tours. Anything now is like okay. It's, it's definitely changed. Where I used to, I used to have like ten fires to every show, you know, different gra- local graphic dudes. Uh, always like had some, they were like new. Oh, Mike's driving a show. I'm gonna have my version. Yeah, it, I had like go to three or four dudes for most of the shows in the beginning. Now it's just ad map. Even now they gotta get like everything approved. Oh really? Oh yeah. You, they want you. You can only add very basic to the ad map. It's just probably don't want certain names and shit. You can't just I mean, throw you whatever use a specific artist. Specific picture. Their picture provided everything. Word. Not what we imagined would have been, or what what I thought imagined it was like before I got into it, and then what it was like for a while. Now it was like now like complaints. You gotta get it approved. Certain fines sometimes they're really picky. Some some agencies. Yeah, that makes sense. I guess a lot of people take that PR and those those optics here. So, yeah. You know. Sometimes you you have to work with a bad flyer. Like really, this is the graphic I had to work with. <laughs> like nobody going. It's like not selling it. And, and graphic like the the promotion of it really makes a show. You know, especially nowadays with the younger generations, they really take the those little visuals that you do seriously. Like, well, I think now I've noticed a lot of it's like. If the artist, the ideal artist, the book now is an artist that got an online presence, mm-hmm. then when they go put their tour dates up, they got enough fans to sell that shit out before you even get to like, you even need to do anything. Yeah, Just providing the, a, a a venue for it. <laughs> Yeah, I guess that is a lot of... It's just crazy how many artists are out too now, though. You know, I feel like, especially as a promoter, it's like, how how do you pick and choose who to promote younger? You know, like, as far as who's not already blown up? like. Oh, yeah. Nowadays, everything got a... Every star got a line for it to happen here. The venue got to be available. The artist got to be routing through. It's just got to all fall in line for... for particular recipe to work what would make it t- what would make you take a risk and like getting the artist out 
I think anything I would take a risk on now, so many people would be willing to take a risk on it that I think it wouldn't. There's almost no risk to even take. The only thing I would do that I think that no one's doing that around here is a high-priced, good, and this would be very, not not just like, just because you want to pay the money to artists down to do it, but I say a high-priced ticket intimate setting. You know, 1500, uh, 1500 seats, $100 ticket maybe. Yeah, yeah. And the budget of be able to bring a higher-priced artist to that smaller venue. But, I mean, it's just, <clears throat> that's just thing, I don't know. It's just hard to find a demographic yeah. for that, right? Yeah, that's a whole other. That's another risk, and then you also what? Most artists don't even want to do that. Really? Yeah, they they they, they won't even look at certain seat menu type, you know, offer. I can see like a J Cole or like a J Cole seems like he would. Wouldn't that be yeah, dope? you know, like a, just a I don't know someone that really appreciates the performance part of it. Smino, yeah, you know, I can definitely see Smino doing something like that. J Cole be dope to do that, because especially with the history at the show that we did. Mm-hmm. Do two hundred and come back and. Yeah, he, he did, he's that type of artist. And the fans would definitely, I'd, I'd buy a ticket, especially for a more personal show, because I don't like that whole standing, like a couple seats maybe, you know? Yeah, I just like being closer to artists. If yeah. I can't, if I don't feel like I'm in the presence of that person, then there's no point in me being there. Right. Not you and 3,000 other people. Yeah. Total different experience, yeah. I feel that, man. But before I let you go, does there any, like, advice or any, uh, anything you'd, uh, You'd, you'd want to like share with the, anybody that would want to get come up and promoting or even being in a band and running a studio Don't promote. and everything. That's no, it goes nowhere. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you don't think it's a profitable industry? Uh, I think it's uh, in this city. Yeah, Grand Rapids specifically. I mean, I think you got to own a venue and promote. There you go. That's the combo. That, uh, but yeah, promoters are interchangeable almost. You know, but the the venues is is. The go the where you gotta go the venues the the liquor licenses mm. the prime that that's the the goal but yeah I wouldn't encourage anyone to promote except for themselves in a in some kind of business <laughs> don't do the event thing because I feel like in a city like Grand Rapids especially <clears throat> like if people did more things like what you do with hip hip hop heavyweights but you know threw them on maybe on, on more personal scales or whatever intimate scales I should say. Like I don't know, I think it could be. I think the 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 music scene of our culture could you know be be you know have a better platform out here or at least a bigger platform. So there's more venues for us, you know. I think uh, there's enough artists and enough talent, you know, to make that type of shit happen. Maybe not though. <laughs> I'll tell, you what, man, I'll tell you what I'm thinking later. <laughs> I feel like. <laughs> is there any shout outs or any any uh anything you wanna promote? You said you got the E P coming out in like four weeks or so with La Familia. Yeah, I've talked that's Mike G time though, so I wouldn't listen to that four week shit. But <laughs> I got you. Yeah. No, but I'm gonna back to you on hopefully that. Hopefully real soon. Hopefully real soon we'll get that. We do got that little Yachty show though. Okay. When that when's that show? That's like the third, November's third. Okay. Tribute. That's probably gonna sell out. When's the right? ticket sell? I would sell? think so. When did the tickets drop? They're already out there, actually. Are they? Yeah, I'm going to have some. I'm sleeping. Word, yeah. I'm sure I'm busy. November 6th. He's supposed to be dropping an album, I think, next month or something. I just heard, uh, read that yesterday. With the, with the Bad Baby? 
Oh yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think so. That's what they say. <laughs> That's what's up. Showing the meet and greets too. Word, word. Yeah, I know they got a big following out here too. Or I know she has a big following. I don't know about out here specifically. I know Bad Baby's been like actually making music and getting a bunch of views and shit. Surprisingly, I haven't personally watched or checked it out, but I haven't yet either. But shout out to them getting the bag. Shout out to them getting the bag. Picture. Shout out to Grand Rapids uh, Putting them on You say you want to get a picture with them? I'll try to get a picture with both of them They'd be the type of motherfuckers That have a picture with Yachty and Bad Baby That'd be funny I think that would be monumental man (laughs) I'm the classic guy I got mad pictures of me With my head turn You know With all kind of artists Like My uh, side Maybe call that You know I'm looking Talking to them Yeah I never get good photos With me with the artists yeah, I mean, I think it's hard. Like, me, myself, it's, like, hard to get, like, organized photos. I'm more of a candid type of person. Yeah. I'd rather you just catch me in the moment. Yep. Those, I think those just look, they always come out better, you know? The, the quality of them always just come out better. Shout out to the photographers out here that get those good candidates. <laughs> Hold me down anymore Familiar's the squad We down by law Back to the center of the score Rebels with one common cause Pause for a second Think about it Got you hooked to the rhythm Now you can't live without it Died it too long So I mounted up on high horse Made every song strong Now we charging that full force My Hollywood divorce Was so bitter She kept pissing me off So now I'm a go-getter These lames in the game Keep pitching and no hitter So I toss the CD And I'm ripping up your picture Nigga, to the breaker, breaker, dog, bark, order like drill sergeant, watch the crowd respond. Yo, when I say this, y'all say that, your career's going nowhere if the tires are flat and fall back. MGP crown will catch me slipping, built my position from ground up 
And all you haters motivate Strength and desire putting more up at stake I used to inspire and further demonstrate The champ don't fall, put my part up in fate To do great and my whole crew share my destiny Part in the time it's a perfecting the recipe Finally let it manifest so effectively Another full house, what else you expect from me? Hey!